0: Hello everybody, just a quick note about this episode. If you're a longtime listener of the Zombie Girls podcast, you know, we're pretty fast and loose with spoilers, but if you're new to the show or haven't seen the new Halloween yet, I just want to give you a quick warning that we do spoil it quite thoroughly and pretty early on in the episode. So, if you haven't seen the movie yet and care about spoilers, consider this your spoiler warning. Check out the movie and come back when you've seen it. If you've seen it already and you just don't care about spoilers, then proceed. Um
1: you enjoy the show bye hi everyone i'm alex west and i'm andrea Subisati, and we're from the faculty of horror podcast and you're listening to the zombie girls podcast
0: hello everyone and welcome to the zombie girls horror podcast I'm your host, Rachel, and joining me today to geek out about the new, revised franchise of Halloween is the one and only Matilda. Hello. Our very own English Rose, Jody. Hello. Mm-hmm. Is that an offensive term? <laughs> no, I not I'll take it. <laughs> okay, good. I mean, it sounds really good, but like, it, I don't know, like maybe, maybe secretly you're like, how dare you? <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. I okay. Like it. uh, Stupid American, <laughs> um, coming from Fresno, the one and only Sarah. Hello, there she is, and Ariel, uh, hey. the Northwestern <laughs> technology genius. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> How are you, ladies?
0: Yeah. Do you win? Yeah, doing
1: good.
0: How's yeah. life in this post-Halloween 2018 world for y'all? Mm. Yeah, pretty good. All right. Do mm-hmm. you feel like you've got your feminist dander up a little extra? <laughs> Do you feel like you want to trap the masked man in
2: your basement and burn
0: life?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Or is that just me?
2: (laughs) That's not a seasonal thing.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Okay, so as I mentioned, we're gonna be reviewing Halloween. The new one is out, so and it has erased all of the previous sequels in canon whatever. I mean, I think we all get to choose our own canon adventure, but I'm I'm personally mm-hmm. happy with this new canon. So, mm-hmm. so we're going to talk about it from that perspective. And I don't know. Just it's Halloween. Maybe what do you, i that's a good question. Let's do a little warm-up question. What are y'all dressing up as for Halloween this year, Matilda?
2: Well, that's a good question. I'm going to be out of town and traveling. Right. Um You're going to
0: go do the true horror tour. The true
2: Two. horror <laughs> or, yeah, we're going to go to Washington, D.C. and go to all the museums. So it's, <laughs> oh, <cool. laughs> it's just going to be like genocide trifecta, wow. I think, between yeah. Holocaust Museum, African-American Museum of History and Culture, and Native American Museum. I'm right.
0: Oh, concerned. And, of course, the gold toilet that is now the White House. <laughs> yeah, we're staying away from that. I'm
2: not trying to get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> That's too scary. Uh, yeah. Yeah um so i'm not i'm not sure i have some halloweeny things i can wear yeah Mm -hmm.
0: really you have some spooky gothy things to wear this is coming as a
2: shock to me
1: (laughs) (laughs) how about you jody are you dressing up for halloween this year yeah i'm going to a halloween party um the weekend so i guess next weekend the weekend before halloween um and i think i'm going to go as princess leia because i think i have a date who wants to go dressed as a jedi Mm -hmm. Mm nice
4: Yeah. Wow, we want okay. Is is that yeah. uh is is that in Java's Palace Leia or is that uh, <laughs> same,
2: question? uh
1: well,
0: same question. Sarah is getting very <laughs> excited.
1: No, it's it's a it's a New Hope, I'm afraid. It's cinnamon bun wig and the, the white dress. Oh, okay. okay. Amazing. Nice. Yeah. That's a solid costume choice. How mm-hmm. about you
0: Sarah, are you and and the wifey going to dress up in as uh like in couples costume? Uh no, she's going for a pirate. Uh, for work,
4: and I wear a uniform to work, so I work that night. I'm not doing anything.
0: Can you at least like blood splatter it or something? No, <laughs> We're like a like, a, about, like about one the, of the headbands best that with the axe do is sticking wear, out of it. wear my Freddy sweater
4: going into work?
0: <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> also, I can't. I'm guessing that's going to be an intense night at work for you. Actually, it's usually pretty mellow. Really? The movies have lied to me then. Yeah. yeah uh, I figured Hall- for sure you'd be fighting Michael or something. Well ha- halloween's pretty <laughs> mellow,
4: especially around here. They do a
0: lot of the there's
4: like you know, a lot of huge churches that do the, the trunk or treat thing. And a lot of schools do that too, so um you know the kids aren't going aren't wandering around the streets trick or treating. And then oh, um weird. Usually usually Halloween and 4th of July, for the most part, are, like, our two slowest holidays. Yeah. 4th of July slow? Yeah. I thought everybody was blowing their hands off. Yeah. Uh, California, man. Safe and sane fireworks. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, we, well, we got We got fireworks snakes. Someone tell my <laughs> dumbass neighbors that. Uh, well, well, I know, uh, I know I used to live in a neighborhood where for 4th of July, somebody would, would, they, the whole neighborhood would, would pitch in and somebody would go to, go to, uh. Nevada and buy fireworks
3: yeah which the first mm-hmm. year
4: was cool but the second year somebody had it it looked like a model rocket on a piece of rebar and they shot it up into the sky it blew up over the treetops and stuff and like I used to sit on my on my roof because we had a two-story house so I used to sit on on the the first story roof with a hose and you know because occasionally you get bottle a stray bottle rocket kind of thing right well, this thing blows up, and I'd say within five minutes, our whole street was lit up by the uh, by the ghetto
2: bird. Oh. <laughs> everybody's
4: like, lights, you know, dropping their shades, turning their lights off, you know. I mean, we've got meat grilling in the street, and everybody's closing doors. Cops are going back and forth, up and down the block
0: for about an hour. That's no good. Yeah. All right. Well, I still hope maybe you can find some sort of like head accessory that you can wear. To <laughs> Halloween. How about you, Ariel? What are you dressing up as? Uh, Probably nothing.
5: I don't think I've dressed up in a few years at least.
0: Oh, that hurts my heart. <laughs> I know. You're such a Halloween lover that you're not dressing up. Yeah, like not even to hand out candy
5: no you know what i did that last year last year everybody i knew was busy and i stayed home and watched like stranger things too and like bought a shit ton of candy to hand out and not a single fucking kid came to my apartment i was so <laughs> oh, sad there are so many damn kids yeah. that live here but none of them
0: came there's over. probably some rich-ass neighborhood they're all going to probably mm-hmm. they're all flying down to go to <laughs> matilda's vault oh my god <laughs> awesome well i'm gonna be down in southern oh i at southern comfort I think we maybe well, have a drinking problem. That's a <laughs> that, that's a bad place to go. Yeah. Southern <laughs> Comfort used to be 40, my yeah, too. but that used to be my go to drink. Like oh, I was, no. I was a fucking stereotype. Dude. I smoked Camel cigarettes, drank Southern Comfort, and lived in a trailer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: I used to smoke Camel cigarettes. Ooh, yeah, oh, I did too. Nice. I camel That that Turkish Gold was smooth mm-hmm. sailing. Mm. <laughs> had a dream actually just remember i dreamt last night i was smoking (laughs) somebody had some um like some menthols and i was like yeah give me give (laughs) me give me that is a fucking dream with my asthmatic ass okay anyway um so we're gonna be down in southern california um i'm gonna go to disneyland on november 1st because we want to see the haunted halloween because it's all night before christmas but we're gonna drive actually drive down early halloween and we're gonna go to like downtown Disney and like just goof around. But then later that night, we're meeting up with our friends and we have reservations at a restaurant called Beetle House, Ooh. which is the Tim Burton restaurant. Okay, oh,
1: cool. Yes,
0: mm-hmm. so it's like, oh, that's hence the Beetlejuice dress. Mm-hmm, the right. Beetlejuice dress is really <laughs> great in person, oh, you guys. Thanks. It looks, really, oh, awesome. it looks, it looks really good in the, in the photos, yeah, it did.
4: or the picture you posted. Yeah, it's beautiful. You. i'll take
0: a picture of full so you can see like it yeah, has it has like a like, um, pom-pom fringe it has at the bottom pom-poms on the bottom yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so cool it's ridiculous <laughs> so yeah so we're gonna go to that and there's like actors that come out so there's like a there's like a uh edward scissor hands and there's mm-hmm. like a uh charlie in the chocolate Sa- willy wonka, willy wonka. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently willy wonka is kind of a dick but that's like in keeping with the character but like the yeah. if you get the Edward Scissorhand burger, there's like a giant pair of scissors stabbed down the middle of it. All right. <laughs> so it'll be fun. I don't know. That'll it'll be great. It'll be good on Halloween, I suspect. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, so that'll
2: that's that's my plans for Halloween. Mm-hmm. So fun. I'm I guess we yeah. do have Halloween plans in DC. One is that we're going to the Library of Congress uh-huh. and all day at the Library of Congress on Halloween, the Shelley Society is reading excerpts from Frankenstein. Amazing. Oh, that's cool. Ooh. So we're doing that, and then I think we'll probably go see The Exorcist Stairs also Amazing. on Halloween. And yeah. Yeah. So I don't have a
0: costume this year, but I do have a Beetlejuice dress, like a Beetlejuice sort of like pretending to, you know, like a Disney bounding version of a Beetlejuice dress. Mm-hmm. And then the day of when we go to Disneyland, because it's the Haunted Mansion is all a Nightmare Before Christmas. I bought Nightmare Before Christmas dress that I'm making. Mm-hmm. So, all right, cool. So, um, from there, let's talk a little bit about what we've been watching. Ariel, what have you been watching?
5: Um, okay, so I watched that show, uh, the new Hulu show, Light as a Feather. I'm not, I've not even heard of this. What is this? So, it's basically about a group of high school girls who, every year on Halloween, they go to a graveyard and like play some kind of game or do something spooky, tell stories, whatever. And this year, there's a new girl in town who convinces them to play light as a feather, stiff as a board. But with the added part that one of them holds their head and tells them like how they think they're going to die. And then um, girls start uh, dying that way. Uh, they're trying to figure out what's going on. Is it the new girl? Is she like creepy? Is something else happening? Um, and I'd read a review of it that said it was sort of like the craft a little bit. Um, which I, and I love that movie. So I thought, well, I should watch it, but it's not as, it's not that much like the craft, honestly, (laughs) other than because it's not like about witches or supernatural powers so much. Um, But I did think it was pretty good. It's entertaining. I actually watched it just over a couple of days. So I don't know how it would hold up if you didn't just like binge watch through the entire thing. Um, But it was better than I think, I expected after watching the first episode, like I thought it was maybe not going to be that great. And then I kept watching and I thought it was pretty entertaining. And by the end, sort of a lot of stuff changes and it's a, it was a pretty good show. It's, it's entertaining. I just don't think it's like revolutionary or anything spectacular. Um, But you know, it has some twists and turns at the end that are pretty, pretty entertaining. Um, I think maybe if the acting had been better, it would have been more entertaining and like, you don't get to know the characters all that well, which I always find kind of obnoxious. So I don't know. I would give it like maybe a C or something. And then um, I also watched Sharp uh, Sharp Objects, mm-hmm. finally. Um, I had been kind of holding out thinking maybe I'd read the book because you and Matilda said it was so good. But um, anyways, I just watched it and I really liked it a lot. Ooh, it was good. Really good. Yeah. I mean, it's so, it has such good atmosphere and, the acting is tremendous in that show. I mean, everybody's performance is pretty amazing.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, the small town is so, it's kind of its own creepy character. Um, and the ending really surprised me, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, really surprised me. <laughs> Luckily, I had been listening to the um, uh, a podcast where they had said, like, make sure you watch past the credits. Because um, otherwise, I would have just turned it off. Oh, I like, didn't know
0: that. Oh, oh we're yeah. a little bit behind so that's good to oh, know
5: okay yeah so there are two stingers at the end that show you more of like what actually happened
3: mm-hmm. Um that
5: are really good mm-hmm. but the the ending with the dollhouse like really was
0: amazing yeah yeah, that dollhouse thing is one of those like standout yeah. moments of reading a
2: book <laughs> in my life oh okay. yeah the, yeah okay yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. a Really, I don't want to spoil really it for man. people. No, but I feel so like Gillian good. Flynn like Margaret Atwood has a like man, mm. you got a fucked up brain. Yeah,
3: then, yeah, yeah. in like the be- yeah, yeah, yeah. in the best
2: way. Like oh, how yeah. can we make this grimmer? Oh, yeah. there we go. Yeah. yeah, and it just keeps getting
5: worse and worse like the last two episodes or something are just it's just crazy how yeah. how, mm-hmm. how like the mm-hmm. relationships in the fa- in the family devolve and get like, you know, you realize what's really happening and it oh god, it's really good. Um, and the thing looks amazing too. I would say my one complaint is she's such a shitty journalist, it kind of made me angry sometimes. Oh,
0: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and, I mentioned it's like a cop watching a cop show and they're like, That is not <laughs> procedure! Yeah, yeah, it just made
5: me so angry because like her editor keeps saying, like, get local color, talk to the locals, get that local color. And she stopped in like one of the first episodes, she drives by this woman who is purposely taking down the lost girl photos so that the parents as they're driving through this tiny town don't see them and get upset and she did that with the previous girl that died too and she just like keeps driving doesn't get her name doesn't ask her any questions <laughs> like what the
2: fuck <laughs> right but, right and you know, the way she Ariel her would not do that. Is, oh, yeah questionable <laughs> just, I'm assuming I I'm mean assuming. I know she's supposed
5: to be damaged and and yeah she's not like she's an alcoholic and she's not acting in her best interest or really doing what she should but come on plus those articles were supposed to be like baking, everybody's reading them and they're like six paragraphs long or something when she's looking at them on the right. computer
0: <laughs> but you're like, the new yorker this is not mm. okay anyways but i loved the show it was really good
3: yay
0: good. awesome i de- i mean i need to get i'm
2: a little behind
3: yeah I feel you I like keep watching if- oh yeah so i definitely <laughs> am i definitely
2: am it picks up the pace Oh, it? Yeah. oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because
5: it's kind of a slow burn in the beginning, and you're just getting little pieces of things happening, and then it just like keeps gut punching you. Yeah, in the last,
0: yeah, couple, in the last episodes. couple episodes. Woo, yeah, mm-hmm. nice. <laughs> All right, Jody, what have you
1: been watching? Mm, oh, I've got so much TV I need to catch up on, including Sharp Objects. And, um, I know. Yeah, I, I've the got struggle is real. Yeah, I've got a few friends who gave up on it, who hadn't read it, and said, "Oh, it's just too slow." And I thought, well, I've re- I've read it, so I know where it goes, so I'm keen to keep Mm -hmm. going but that's it i haven't seen any handmaid's tale season two yet i haven't seen any killing eve yet Mm. there's uh, so much i need to catch Mm. up anyway um so i watched this australian movie called the hounds of love which i think i feel like maybe sarah recommended a a while ago on the cast that's based on like a true murder thing right yeah which i didn't realize but then i think they did it on my favorite murder they mentioned it and, and i can't remember the name of the case now because i wanted to go back and listen to it now that i've seen the film um, and this film is bleak. It's not super graphic, but it's it doesn't need to be. And Sarah, I think you mentioned that as well that you don't see like kills happen, but you'll see you know they go into the room and close the door and then they come back out and you just see yeah, you, know, the, you see the aftermath on the floor like and the, 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 exactly
4: yeah. yeah,
1: you see exactly what you need to. yeah, well, it's, it's like the, yeah. it's like
4: that scene with the dog. you don't see it, but it's actually mm-hmm. a, thing a little worse because you hear it, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's rough, and it, it it reminded me a little of. Um, Do you ever see that film Red, White, and Blue? Um,
4: uh, that's the that's one all... with the with the female, right? That's HIV
1: positive. It's the one. That's right. That's the yeah. one. Yeah. It kind of gave me a similar feeling to that. Just like a really bleak, like, uh, like yeah, kind of yeah, depressing I see that. vibe. Mm. Yeah, but it was really good. Um, I really liked it. Uh. It's hard to recommend a, a film like that though, because usually we go, "Oh yeah, this horror film's really cool. It's got really cool kills. You should definitely watch it." But this was like, "Woo, <laughs> okay, but yeah, um, interesting." Yeah. I guess if you're into crime stuff, yeah, yeah. Um I saw, then, uh, uh,
0: my uh, what is it, Miss? Fisher's Murder Mysteries fan, I don't know that I can watch Doc go through <laughs> <after> that. <but. laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, uh, we'll track down the episode of My Favourite Murder, and you can, if you haven't heard it yet, uh, maybe yeah. see if you want to watch the film that's based on it. Maybe. Yeah, yeah I've been it's,
5: meaning it's, to watch it for a while, but I just haven't kind of gotten up the courage to actually yeah.
1: do it. Yeah, because it's pretty interesting, because it's about this couple who, um, who you know, they pick up young girls who are, they're not like deliberately hitchhiking, but they're kind of like, hey, do you want a lift? And and they've got, like, a like a baby's, like, car seat in the back of the car. So you think, oh, well, it's, you know, they've, they've got a kid. They're obviously trustworthy people. And then and that's how they, they lure the girls in and kill them. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's rough stuff. But it was yeah. good. Um, and then the other movie I watched, um, in the UK it's called February. But I think in the States it's called The Black Coat's Daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so you guys have mentioned that. And I'd, I kept seeing it on this list of kind of, like, under the radar, like, you know, hidden gem kind of movies and it's great yeah. I love like I almost don't want to say very much about it because um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really know anything about it other than um, so these these two girls get kind of uh, stuck in a, in a boarding school over the, like a uh, winter holiday and, uh, and I think I assumed it would be like oh it's probably like The Shining um, and it's not no it's nothing <laughs> it's not. like The Shining yeah <laughs> um and that, that's kind of all I want to say really because it, it it messes with time and some other stuff and uh it's really slow and all of a sudden like bang 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 like things happen and you're like holy shit and, yeah. yeah I, I love that I'm really keen to watch it again already so highly recommend it's on the UK Netflix if people want to watch it called February um I don't know if it's on US Netflix or anything but yeah, that's a that's a high record. Yeah, I think oh, I, I think it we it had that, that
0: was on our top ten last yeah, year. Yeah, I, I feel like it was top top on a couple of year. years' list. I'm lists, remembering. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is a it's very much a slow burn, but like mm-hmm. there is one visual in that moment yes. that is like, are you yeah. talking about the boiler room? Yep. That and also like think in a
3: hospital
0: room. Oh yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Where you see a sh- or no a bathroom? It's in a bathroom where it's just like yeah. burned into my memory. <laughs> right yeah good yeah. stuff yeah good it's, stuff it's got the new sabrina in it yes it does which i mean i know it's kind of teeny <laughs> boppery but i cannot wait to fucking put that oh yeah, right. I, I can't yeah. wait yeah. I, that totally trailer was. are you kidding <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and like i knowing now that clive barker did all like the artwork for it oh i didn't know that
5: yeah
0: that. cool it looks solid like, I don't care about the lo- like the love story with the, like, dark wizard boy, but, like, all the creepy satan stuff, I'm like, yes, gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give me, <laughs> give gimme, 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 gimme.
1: Mm-hmm. Especially now that you're a Satanist, Rachel. <laughs> I know, <Yeah>. right? A <laughs> done <laughs> got converted.
3: No, not really. <laughs> <But> <laughs>
1: awesome.
0: Okay, anything
2: else? Ah, no, those are the two main ones. Awesome. Oh, uh, Matilda, what have you been watching? Uh, so I've been watching, like uh, like Jody was talking about, there's so much to catch up on right Fuck. now, so it's been a little bit tough in that way. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the things I've been watching is Hulu has a Huluween cute. Um, section cute. of their website, and they have right now a bunch of little horror shorts, mm. and all of them are five minutes or less. Okay. Uh, there's probably six or eight of them. Okay. On there, and they vary in quality, but some of them are really great. I want to recommend in particular one called "The Hug." The hmm. hug. It I takes, do find hugs creepy. Yeah. It <laughs> takes place in a um, like a Chuck E. Cheese like environment. Ooh.
0: Oh, oh my! <laughs> so, so
2: hell. Yeah. What you're saying is
0: this is a, the, where everybody gets the, like, here's screaming children for two hours, eats terrible
2: pizza, and then gets the flu? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Right. That
2: one's pretty great. Um, And they're they're just, like, little bite-sized horror things, yeah. and they're they're great. Would you call them fun-sized horror things? They are fun-sized. Yeah. <laughs> I would. Um, yeah, I watched
5: a couple of them last year that they did, and they were surprisingly
2: oh. entertaining. Is this an annual thing that they do? The I little... don't know. I'm guessing maybe it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look for it from now on because there looks... I mean, it was a fun... And you can do them all in like half an hour. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. Nice. So if you just want to... If you're just feeling behind and not accomplished and you're watching, this is a perfect right, little fun size thing to do. Um, the other thing I've been watching is I went and saw the House with the Clock in Its Walls <laughs> movie. I don't know that I totally got that it was a kid's movie.
0: Well, it's supposed to be... Harkening back to the days of when kids movies were fucking scary yeah, yeah. like
2: um the gate or something like that
0: yeah and it, does... the
1: Eli Roth one.
2: it is it's like right. the family friendly Eli Roth movie um uh-huh. based on uh an old book by John Belairs. John Belairs. um and it stars Jack Black which I thought was going to be a deal breaker for me <laughs> Uh, I feel like he is the Jim Carrey of our like of the current situation. Like his, right, yeah. his scene, scene, scenery chewing is a little much for me most of the time. Right, um, but he's pretty under control. Really, in I this and, in and because though. it's kind of a campy kids movie, yeah. it works. Yeah, but, sure. Um, okay. And Kate Blanchett is great. I was going to mm. ask, did they give her something to do? Because that they is do. a deal breaker for me if she's just. They do, and most of what she's doing is insulting Jack Black, oh, nice. which is uh, satisfying if you have some Jack You're like Black snip, problems. Right? Like, oh, yes, absolute snip snip, man. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, and there is a visual. You know, there. I think I wrote about this on our thirty-one days of horror recommendation. There was a kid in the aisle across from us. It was like, "Daddy, I'm scared." And then later, the kid was like. Daddy, I'm really
3: scared. Oh, <laughs> that's the cutest thing I've ever heard.
2: Oh. Which was really sweet. Um, so I think it would be effective for, like, if you were, like, around 10-ish. Uh-huh. Like, if you have a kid in your life who's um, a little younger. I think it's actually pretty great. There's a pretty great, like, uprising of the pumpkins that Kate Blanchett has to fight.
3: All mm-hmm. right.
2: Um, there's some good stuff in there. I will say that the... Kid, not the main kid, but the kid the cool kid from school. I know it's not his fault, but he looks so much like Ted Cruz. Look at her
3: that I was like,
2: oh fuck that little kid. Anyway, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. Um, he can't <laughs> oh help God. his face. <laughs> he can't help his face. And there is a visual at the end of the movie that is supposed to be played for laughs. That is one of the worst and most disturbing things I've ever seen. Really? <laughs> worst and most
0: disturbing is in, like, ooh, that's creepy, or worst and most disturbing is in, like,
2: I despair for humanity. Uh, the first one, super creepy. Okay. Wow. okay. If okay. you want to know what it is, I can tell you. Oh, no, was... I'm going to see this movie. You're going to see this movie? Oh, 100%. I
0: want to know. Yeah, That sounds like fun. My favorite books when I was a kid were John El- John Beller's movie books. Like, I that was my horror books that I read as a little kid because I discovered them in the bookstore because all of the covers were drawn by Edward Gorey and I was obsessed with Edward Gorey from the Mm -hmm. opening of Mystery and so I grabbed the first one I read was The Chessmen of Doom and I was fucking hooked. so I am deeply
2: excited I hope that they make more of these movies because John Miller's is my favorite Yeah. so I mean it's for sure an Eli Roth movie like there's a young girl in the movie who is completely two-dimensional and just the prize mm. for the little kid like the little kid like the romantic prize wah- for the kid protagonist it's a, <laughs> it's a bummer um and kyle mclaughlin doesn't have enough to do oh that's my a opinion, shame which you know yeah you know how i, mean. I love a dale yeah. cooper yeah so uh but but it, i think it's worth it okay I think it's worth it it has some issues but there are also some pretty effective things there is uh and the set design is gorgeous. Ooh. Set design is absolutely gorgeous. Ooh, I'm excited. I mm-hmm. really want to see it. But the set like... design is like uh, what I want Tim Burton stuff to still be, but is not anymore. Mm. Mm. R.I.P. Tim I Burton. know. Tim R.I.P. Taste of Tim Burton. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of heartbreaking. <laughs> it, I mean. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So I recommend it, especially and especially if you have a younger kid. Awesome! Okay, so
0: I think that sounds like a big recommendation. I know I definitely am going to check it out.
2: Sarah, what have
0: you been watching? Okay, well I found a goofy little uh,
4: film on Amazon Prime, and it's listed twice. Once it says it's not available, it's just the trailer, but if you look further, it it's there. It's called Head. It's from 2018, and it's... Uh, the synopsis is: a group of twenty-something puppets go on a weekend camping trip. They begin to unravel a mystery about a gruesome murder that occurred in the area several years prior. Will they uncover the truth before they suffer the same fate?
3: And, Whoa.
4: and honestly, it's just fun. It, like, you know, like uh, there, there's a beheading that happens where it's like they they took like a salmon fillet with like the bone still in the middle and shoved it in the, in the puppet. So
3: like, <laughs>
4: you know just just like goofy stuff like that but like it's been a while since i've seen a movie that, especially like a horror film where i feel really invested in the characters and like one of the characters was yeah. one of the characters especially i'm like no not him oh no, no. <laughs> yeah so it was a lot of fun i i suggest checking it out if, if uh you know, it's 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 fairly short. It's only 62 minutes. And cool. then uh Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other uh thing I've been watching is uh nep- the Netflix series The Curious Creations of Christine McConnell. Oh yeah. Um... Yeah. Yeah. oh man, that that show is something else. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, uh, as, aside
4: aside from the stuff that she creates where she's like, "Yeah, this will only take you, you know, a couple of hours, and you know, you know a few oh. things that you have laying around your house, and it's like, okay, who keeps baling wire and latex around there? Well, I—I I mean, I know some people do. Well, but you know, <laughs> she's, like, she's like, you know, like she makes she makes wings for somebody, and she's like, you know, these wings, you know, all in total between the the uh, the layers of latex and tissue paper, it's thirty six layers, and I'm like, who has time for this?
3: But, <laughs> I know.
2: I don't yeah. have but, an art department in my house of, like right. fully staffed art department. Right. But but she's got she's got uh, three sidekicks that
4: yes. are just mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. I love obsessed the obsessed with the cat.
5: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Mummy cat is amazing.
2: The uh, oh Rose is where it's at. I know rose, I, How, it's how totally did I know about your about favorite rose was going to be the ba- horny raccoon? Or, or, the
3: raccoon. The <laughs> rose. <laughs> I can't,
4: uh, yeah because the, the characters are Edgar who's a, a werewolf or yes. a, you know um, Rose who is a resurrected raccoon that she stitched back together
5: with a skunk tail yes the
4: <laughs> for,
5: the uh, did you have PTSD
0: when you saw that Ariel <laughs> <laughs> thanks for
4: reminding me Rachel <laughs> she
3: does <My> now
0: <laughs>
4: and uh i can't remember the cat's name but he's Mm -hmm. a resurrected egyptian mummy cat mummified cat he's
2: so amazing (laughs) he's pretty funny he's really great (laughs) he's a little too much like stewie on family guy for me
0: really here it is
2: his level of cat pride
0: yeah (laughs) yeah people used to worship me but yeah i see what you mean about the stewiness of it Damn you. Don't do that to me. Sorry.
2: <laughs> I just it'll it'll just strengthen your love of Rose.
0: The, okay. Rac- the I see raccoon. what you're
2: doing. <laughs> I'm, She's
0: I'm great. I like
4: Rose. I
5: like
0: Rose. <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah, Dita Vantis lives in her mirror. Oh, yes. I haven't gotten to Dita yeah. yet. Oh, oh and yeah, her
5: clothes and makeup and hair. Oh my god, awesome. her fucking dresses! Like, I know, yeah. murder her. She, she shows says... you how to make a dress in one episode, and she's like, "Just sew this and this and this," and then you have this like gorgeous designer gown—a <laughs> <You have laughs> red yeah, satin. Right, bitch. A,
2: a fitted red satin ball a, gown exactly. Yeah, right,
3: bitch. Satin, <laughs>
2: yeah, <No>.
4: right. <laughs> okay.
3: so.
4: The first episode where they're welcoming Edgar and and uh, Rose knocks down the uh, the giant cake house that she built.
0: And she's like, "It's okay." I, I, I would have another seriously one. had like heart palpitations when that thing broke, well, and I, I was like, "She is." N- I realize this is a scripted fictional thing, but she is not fucking angry
3: enough. <laughs> 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 it's ruined. <laughs> yeah, there's there's
4: one of them where she makes little uh, candy brown recluses, and she's like, "But if you want a black widow, date me." I'm like, "Okay."
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sarah. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Well, those sound like really great recommendations. I definitely I've only seen the first episode of the Cre- Curious Creations, but it's it's so delightful. I'm super, super into it. Yeah, it's pretty and great. And I feel like finally we found kind of a baking show to get Sarah on board. Yeah. We <laughs> yeah. just needed a hot goth chick on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so what have I been watching? I have not, not really been watching that much. I have a, a huge list of horror movies to watch before Mm our year end year in review Mm -hmm. but like i just have not been watching that much the one thing i've been watching is the haunting of hill house but i haven't finished it yet so i don't want to like spend a bunch of Uh, time i haven't seen any of it yeah i really really want to are you enjoying it so far though it's so good good. it's so fucking good i can't even it's really good and i heard a, a review of this which made me think of you and I was, I meant to send it to you, but then I got distracted because I don't know, something shiny. <laughs> up. Uh, but someone was saying who was a big fan of Shirley Jackson was like, yeah. it's a name only. There's some of the name characters yeah. show up, but like you can disconnect your love of Shirley Jackson and watch it for what is right. for what it is. Um, because it's, it's not like, yeah, it's not at all. Yeah. So you can dig in and I think,
2: yeah, I'm only two in. Oh, you are. Okay. Yeah. How are
0: you doing? Are you liking it? Yeah oh it's so fucking good it like there's something that happens in episode five that is you're just like oh (laughs) (laughs) that is it's terrifying and brutal it like it is a gut punch of a show but not in a like i don't want to put you off of it because it's not a painful to watch show but it is just it is powerful
2: some stuff in it is rough but in the best way I think there's some uh what Ariel was saying about watching sharp objects and having yeah. some issues with the journalist. Yes. Uh funeral directors are having some oh. issues with oh. Show. oh, is yeah. Mr. Matilda having a rough time with it? A little bit and and uh, friends of like other funeral directors I've seen are like in there's something in episode 2 or 3 where they're like we don't
3: do that.
2: Yeah. Was it like throwing the guts in a bucket? No. It's uh like forcing somebody to look at a body that doesn't want to look at a body. Oh, oh right.
0: Yeah. You did.
3: did it's you a get big the, no no. Did yeah. you get to
2: the explanation of why she's doing that yet? Mm-mm. There is a character arc payoff for that. Okay. Oh yeah, it's not even my opinion. It's just like it's it's just a not done thing. Oh okay. yeah scandalo <laughs> right. you're not trying to like traumatize anybody sure I mean? right you're going to let people like have their own process with death death whatever they need that to be right yeah. yeah got it
3: fair
0: fair 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 but yeah so i'm
2: really enjoying that
0: um and i'm gonna talk i think i want to give everybody a chance to watch it because i want to talk about yeah. it in depth and i um this this is not going to be an in-depth review i'm just going to say i rewatched the boy which i recommended as our a streaming pick, mm-hmm. um, and I recommended it as a guilty pleasure. And I am going to revise that and say it is just a straight up pleasure. That movie is great. I don't know oh, why right. it's a low rating. are going to on... rescind
1: the recommendation. No, absolutely not. Like if okay. you like
0: gothic horror, this has all oh. the tropes of a gothic horror film. It's just she doesn't have period clothes on. Actual new things that um I'm going to talk about really quickly. I want to recommend a couple of podcasts because even though I haven't been watching movies, I have been watching or listening to podcasts. And one of them is perfect for this episode, which is Halloween Unmasked. It is like a it's basically like a making of the movie with mm. interviews with John Carpenter, Jamie Ooh, Lee Curtis, cool. the person uh-huh. who played Michael Myers, all of the uh-huh. stuff about like it in historical context. Like mm-hmm. basically the in depth conversation about Halloween that you're not gonna get on this episode. <laughs> right. I highly recommend checking it out. It's very, very interesting. It has actually increased my appreciation for Halloween quite hmm. a bit. Nice. Um so I would recommend that. I'm going to recommend a podcast that I was recently on, which is, we've made jokes about me talking about a Satanist, which is Black Mass Appeal, which is a um, podcast for the modern Satanist. I think it's the best one out there. I'm not personally a Satanist, but like I think my understanding of, a, of Satanism prior to listening to this podcast was very different, so I found it very educational, interesting, plus they're super, super funny and politically progressive people um, mm-hmm. who... just it's a really fun show even whether you're a satanist or not um like full disclosure i'm friends with one of the hosts i mean i worked with one of the hosts and i adore this person so it like there's an additional layer of like love that i have for the show and then okay these are two other ones really quickly um if you like true crime these are really great the first one is called happy face yes Have, have any of you guys heard of this yes no Okay, you have. Okay, so are you listening to it? Oh yeah, no, it's it's great, so good. Okay, so this is a podcast about the serial killer, the happy face serial killer, who was this Canadian serial killer that choked and like stomped a bunch of women to death in Canada. He was a truck driver, but what makes this interesting is it's actually his daughter, like it's interviews with his daughter and And the fact that it is and yes, and like there's some audio of him. And there's some like uh, reading of transcripts, but it's mostly about sort of the lingering effects of these crimes, like the legacy of his crimes on his daughter. So also very topical for this mm, podcast. Yeah. right. <laughs> so that one I highly recommend. There's been four episodes so far, and it is real good. The other one I'm listening to is a podcast called Dead Man Talking. Are you listening to this one, Sarah? I have it, I have it. Downloaded. I haven't listened to it yet. Okay, well, I highly recommend this one as well. This one is about uh, Angel Resendez, a.k.a. the Railroad Killer. Oh, oh uh, uh-huh. Do you remember this guy? Who yeah. Was like yep, okay, I read about him. Who was, like, killing people for mm-hmm. Jesus and killing gay guys because yeah. reasons. Ugh. Um. So while he was in prison, a journalist prior to his being sentenced to death, he confessed to this journalist to a bunch of other crimes that other people are in prison for. And so this journalist is investigating those crimes to find out if these people are wrongfully sitting in prison for crimes that he actually committed. Right. Oh. So, and it's all, it's like him investigating and then all of his audio recordings with his interviews with Angel. So it is freaking fascinating. Like, basically he goes to like, he has to, at one point the guy, Angel describes a town. He's like, okay, it's on the border of, the Fork in this river, and it's near a railroad, but I don't know the name of it. So we have to, like, track it down and then, like, figure out, like, if there were missing, like, there are missing people there. Like, it's it's very, oh. it's very good. So Dead Man Talking is the other podcast that I would definitely recommend. All right. That is oh. it for moi. Okay, so we are going to be reviewing the Halloween movies. But before that, I think we need to talk about a little article that dropped on the internet this week like a ton of fucking turds <laughs>
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and that would be the polygon uh, an interview with jason bloom uh on polygon the article itself is great um so this is written by matt patches it's called bloom house has never produced a theatrically released horror movie directed by a woman but hopes to and honestly this is something that i have been thinking about for a while. The way that their company is set up is they make these low-budget films that are, allow them to take risks and still be really profitable. You would think this is like a perfect opportunity to like elevate some female voices, like behind-the-lens voices, right? Right. That's not the case. Uh, they've produced two films so far. Both of them were direct-to-video. And there's another one coming out that is a thriller. It's not a horror film. But that is... I mean, they put out a lot of fucking movies. There's a lot of opportunity there. So, anyway, so... Uh, matt patches the uh, author of this article asked jason bloom about it and jason bloom had a i'm gonna call it tone deaf (laughs) response um does somebody
4: here want to read that there are not a lot of female directors period and even less who are inclined to do horror bloom says in a i am a massive admirer of jennifer kent she's the one that did babadook i've Offered her every movie we've had available. She's turned me down every time. Kent was not available for comment at time of this publication. Mm -hmm. During our call, there's another name Bloom struggles to recall. A woman to whom he's thrown projects left and right. But he's so driven to figure out the name that, in a true Hollywood move, he summons an assistant. Then later, a Blumhouse exec on the phone to help him remember. Who was that woman that we met with a... With a bunch of times on the movie that we have at Sony, his associate rattles off names. Karen Kusama, Mimi Letter, Zoe Lister Jones, Sarah Gertrude Shapiro, Katie Asselton, Lynn Ramsey. No. she wouldn't touch this with a 10-foot pole. Bloom's, Bloom's exec says Bloom's executive colleague. The Bloomhouse Rolodex runs deep
3: mm-hmm
0: <sighs> so there's nothing like we're throwing projects at someone right and left that there's nothing like not remembering that person's name yeah really <laughs> underscore
2: yeah. just yeah. how essential it is that they get this, this
0: woman behind really the camera yeah.
3: how, how
2: much you value them yeah. oh yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. it's just and the the
4: name dropping it's just it's ridiculous it's like well we've called yes. all these it, people it, and it they turned me and down and you know it's like okay well it's 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 like that guy that's like i'm a nice guy i don't know why girls don't date me yes and then mm-hmm. is yes. the first one to or be like I'm... well fine you stupid bitch D- don't you know go right yeah. you know go date a jerk
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah exactly or i'm not racist i've got loads of black friends mm.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. Like I can yeah. name like ten female directors. I'm not gonna give them a fucking job. Yeah, but, I'm not right. I can name them. them I know who
3: they are. Yeah. Am I
2: woke but, or what?
0: Well, it's
3: also <laughs> like, like
2: I invited them to come to my unfriendly, you know, all yeah. dude company, and they keep turning mm-hmm. me down. So it's really their problem, right? Like, and like, I spoke not... to two of them. Two. Yeah. What do you
0: want from me?
2: <laughs> I spoke to two vagina havers.
1: <laughs> what the fuck do you want from me?
2: <laughs>
0: I mean, but also. It's, it, it,
1: even if that is true like i've offered her every movie we've had available well what's available like maybe they're just being offered the dregs that they don't want to do yeah yeah maybe nobody and she's maybe nobody wanted to have their name every time maybe
0: Right. right right, (laughs) right. yeah 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 i mean i just i guess i this is the kind of thing that infuriates me because like it is like there's enough cover there for them to be like well he tried Mm -hmm. but the, the reality is he is in a position of power. If this was actually a priority for him, there would be women behind the camera. And mm. I say that because I'm sure there are more than two male directors who have turned down projects and yet he's able to still churn out a lot of movies every year. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know that I have a whole bunch more to say about it. He did <laughs> follow up with a response on Twitter because apparently he heard from some people. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I'm sure there are a lot of female directors out there who'd be very excited to have the opportunity to do a blue house film, mm-hmm. and they made their voices uh, heard. I know because I follow a few of them on Facebook, and they all had a lot of feelings on the subject. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you know what I mean. So he responded on on uh, on Twitter. Yeah, and he said. Thank you, everyone, for calling me out on my dumb comments in that interview. I made a stupid mistake. I spoke too quickly about a serious issue, an issue that I am passionate about. Over fifty percent of our audience is female. Yes, over fifty. Although you would never guess it, by the way, that fandom is treated. But mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Uh, over fifty percent of Bloomhouse execs are women. That actually, I do like that. I don't know if it's true, but I like the sound I hope of that. It is. And also, it's kind of like, all right, sisters don't do the thing where you climb the ladder and then close the door behind you. If you, mm-hmm. if, this, if half the execs are actually women, they need to be doing a little bit more, but whatever. I guess I can't blame them. I don't even know any of their names. Well, they sent a nice PR person down to write this Twitter. Statement they so sure they did. Did. <laughs> a lady wrote this. Yeah,
2: for sure. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: over, uh, let's see here. Some of our most successful franchises are anchored by women, including the one opening tomorrow today, led by the biggest female legend in the genre. But we have not done a good enough job working with female directors, and it is not because they don't exist. I heard from many today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the way my passion, my way, my passion came out was dumb, and for that, I am sorry. I will do better. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about this apology? I mean,
1: I mean, it's better than nothing. But if if it was an issue he was so passionate about and he spoke too quickly, what, like, why, why wouldn't he speak honestly the first time if he was that passionate about this issue?
0: Yeah. I agree. I feel this feels
2: very PR. Yeah. Yeah. It's very like I just care so much. I just care so much about this that my mouth ran away with me in the interview.
3: That doesn't, even doesn't make, make any sense. Which doesn't make any goddamn sense.
0: <laughs> I guess like my frustration at this is partially with the dumb things he said, but like even more the defense of people who just really wanted to like cling to any little kernel the idea that he spoke to two women exonerates the fact that he has never actually put out a theatrical release. Just, it does not
2: pass the sniff test for me. Well, and it's always going to be a work in progress, right? You're not like, Oh, done. Right. Right? Exactly. There's still, yeah, of course. So I think that's, that's the thing that's
0: driving me crazy is like, you can't just say like, I would be open to it. Like if that's actually a priority and like, if you have like a disparity of like, Privilege like that, like you have to actually do the work to make it happen. Like you can't just say, "like We would love
2: to do something like that." You Mm -hmm. have to pursue that.
3: Mm -hmm. So, and
2: all you have to say in an interview is, "That is such a great point. I'm going to think about that." Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just take it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going into defense mode
0: is the worst. Uh,
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it
5: just makes you look like an
0: asshole. And it wasn't like he had the
5: note. Yeah, take the note.
2: (laughs) It yeah. wasn't like he had like
5: ten reporters shouting questions at him. Like this was a sit down interview with one other person. He had plenty of time to think about his yeah. answers and say the right thing.
2: No, that's important. I agree. I'm going to think about that. Yeah, like yeah. done. Yeah. Maybe you should be a PR person. Well, yeah, I then, really. <laughs> <missiles up. laughs> but then, that, that. but then actually go think about it. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. That's not a step one.
2: Yeah, but and the thing uh-huh. is, is it's it's extra frustrating because this
0: is the production, like this is the the production studio that put out Get Out, right? Yeah. So I know that they have them in them to, like, do some really incredible, like, outside-the-box risk-taking. Like, yeah. things that other studios would say, like, nobody's going to go see that movie. Like, mm-hmm. Bloomhouse is like, no, fuck that. I'm greenlighting that. That's fascinating. Like, that's... Yeah. So to see this kind of tone-deafness around female
2: directors from that... Like, I guess I just, like, I thought... I'm like. You're better than that, Blue House. Yeah. Right, and on the on the kind of reboot of a slasher is also maybe not right. the moment.
3: So, yeah,
2: I'm sure that's probably part of the problem too. They're like, fuck, this is not the day. Like, <laughs> not when Fine.
0: every female horror fan out there is like chomping at the bit to buy a fucking ticket right now. Yeah. Like, this is not the moment. Yeah, to say this dumb shit. Well, it
4: obviously and it's, and it's hurt. very mad
0: Yeah, I. That's good to know. I haven't even looked at the box office. Uh, it's they're really saying well. uh
4: seven. I'm sorry. Uh. million worldwide
0: this weekend Mm, that's delicious yum 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 see and and that's the thing is i hope my hope is that the takeaway from this conversation is that yes i don't think he misspoke i think he spoke his truth Yeah. yeah but i hope that my takeaway from this is maybe he's going to rethink his truth yeah and 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 even if it's just as a business decision to like like they're gonna be like okay project get some fucking ladies in here then then i'm i'm for it
3: yeah and so hopefully like
0: having like the female
5: directors that did speak directly to him and contact their company will open his eyes a little
0: yes i want to see a saska sisters i want to see a just like a cameron film i yes. want to i would like lee janiac who is the person he was reaching out to to actually mm-hmm. make a movie because honeymoon is so amazing and i want mm-hmm. her to have lots of opportunity i just feel like he has and also Bloomhouse is one of those brands where like like a24 when you see it's a Bloomhouse film you're like as a horror fan, you're like, okay, this is interesting to me. Like, not all of the yeah. movies are great, but like, there is a certain like there's a certain level of risk taking that means you might see something original there. That like, it- you get excited about a Bloomhouse film, and like, I think I want to see some women get that that Bloomhouse bump. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Anything else you guys want to say about this before we move on and talk about his movie?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Okay. Cool. So let's start. With a little film, you may have heard of, may not. It's it's pretty niche, <laughs> pretty under the radar. We're gonna we're gonna br- we're gonna brush the dust off a, a, a hidden gem for you people. It's hidden a little gem. film from 1978 <laughs> called Halloween. <laughs> so, who would like to read the synopsis? I mean, it's very complicated. Spoiler <laughs> alerts. I can do that.
5: All right, cool. Here we go. All right. So Halloween was made in 1978, directed by John Carpenter, starring Jamie Lee Curtis and Donald Pleasence. On Halloween night in 1963, uh, six-year-old Michael Myers shocks the small town of Haddonfield when he stabs his older sister to death. After 15 years of being institutionalized and cared for by psychiatrist Dr. Loomis, Michael escapes, steals a car, and heads back to his hometown to begin killing again. Meanwhile, high school student Lori Strode, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, is spending Halloween night babysitting while her best friends are off with their boyfriends. Soon her um, friends are being picked off one by one, and Lori has to face off with Michael Myers. So
0: tell me about the first
5: time you guys saw this movie.
3: Hmm. Man,
0: I think I, I was probably remember. like 10,
5: and I convinced my dad to rent it at the video store. Um, I used to pick out movies just based on their cover, and I thought it looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> And I fell in love with it immediately and then was like hooked on those kind of movies ever since. So I mean, it's just an amazing movie. Everybody has to see it. I tried to get my niece to watch it and she was resistant. It feels I feel like anything made before like nineteen ninety, I can't get any young people to watch. What's up with that? I don't
0: know. I mean hmm. I shouldn't judge. I don't like.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'm not going to get on my snapper soapbox today.
2: <laughs> How about you? What was the first time you saw it, Matilda? Do you remember? I don't remember. I was pretty young, and I assume it was a late night cable thing. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, like a late night HBO kind of thing. Um, but I do remember that uh, I was... Totally enthralled. I I must have I saw it after it came out. Um, mm-hmm. and I was very enthralled that Riff Randall was in it. Um, from Rock and Roll High School. It's uh PJ Souls. Oh, okay. Is one of the friends. Um, and I love her. I love her and Carrie. I love her. Uh huh. Yeah. Rock and Roll High School. And I love, her, <laughs> in I love totally. her in this because as I watched it this week again, mm-hmm. her death scene like she fully has cross. She crosses her eyes to show she is dead. Yeah. <laughs> just, acting chops, man. Like, <laughs> it's just boobs out, crossed eyes, I'm done. So.
0: <laughs> Yeah. How about uh, you, Sarah? When was the first time you saw this? You know, I really don't remember. It, it's like one of those things, it's kind of like the
4: Beatles, it's always been there.
0: But, yeah, I yeah. think for me it was uh, one of my many shame holes that I finally uh, like. <laughs> I saw it maybe ten years ago oh, wow. after we started the podcast. Uh-huh. Right. I was like, I can't have a podcast and not have seen Halloween, <laughs> can I? <laughs> no. no. So like, not. I think I watched that and Chainsaw Texas Chainsaw Massacre like really close together. Uh-huh. So what was she it like watching for some other movies? Shut up! That's why we're gonna do shame holes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: So seeing it as an adult for the first time, what, what was
0: that like? Here's what I get every I get. Here's what all the listeners turn on me. Okay, I am not a huge Halloween fan. Okay, um, I'm with you. Yeah, I there are things I especially after listening to that podcast, like that where they talk about the film craft craft of it and mm-hmm. the fact that it was like the first. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the first Slasher. I know there's a lot of discussion around that, but it, like, it really was the mold maker of Slashers. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there is some of that that I really appreciate. Like, um, uh, for instance, there in terms of filmmaking, like, the way that he uses um, open space to yeah. create tension, like, wor- so that your eye is, like, trying to find Michael. The way that he uses POV is really mm-hmm. scary. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that they like there's a particular shot where she's standing by a a dark doorway and he is his face is illuminated behind her Mm, it's terrifying yeah um Mm -hmm. and i like that it created the i mean we'll talk about some problematic stuff in this that it, it unintentionally created but like it did sort of solidify the final girl and that the final girl that Later on the final girl changes a bit but like in this she's like an everyday teenager Mm -hmm.
3: with crushes
0: and an internal life and friends and a little rebellion with like the smoking pot and like she feels like a teenage girl Mm -hmm. and that part of it I really love. I think Michael Myers himself is very scary um, it's a little disturbing to watch <laughs> Bill Shatner turn into his mask. <laughs> <at the entrance. laughs> like he's, it's increasingly more recognizable. Um, but I, I feel, I don't love this movie. I like this movie. I respect this movie. It's not. I don't have the the deep love of it that other people have, and I know that's going to piss people off, and that's fine. I mean, I probably have shitty taste in movies. It's no, I no, you don't. I
5: mean, it's an honest response and. And you know maybe for some of us there is like a nostalgic factor that that makes it even bigger than it was. But um, yeah. I love this movie, and I've probably that's fair. I've probably yeah. seen I've probably seen it you know more than a dozen
0: times over the years. Wow. Um,
3: mm-hmm. I, re-watched I feel like it's it again essential
0: just... viewing though. Don't get me wrong. Like I feel like every mm-hmm. horror fan should see this movie. Yeah. yeah. Even though it's not my personal favorite.
5: Yeah, and I think, you know, one of my favorite things about it, too, is just the atmosphere of it. The, you know, the creepy factor of, like, this this guy watching you all the time and where mm-hmm. is he coming from. All the stuff you said about the camera work is so fantastic. Yeah. Um, the fact that there's not even that much gore in this movie. I mean, when Michael stabs his older sister, you don't even see the knife hit her at all. Right. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And even the later kills that are a little bit more bloody, like, the, compared to, uh, you know, other slasher movies that came after it, there's not much there, but it has so much impact. Um, yeah. And then Jamie Lee Curtis's performance is so great. I mean, when she's...
0: Yes, i agree with that. Yeah,
5: the closet yeah. scene where she curls mm-hmm. herself into the back of the closet and is just terrified. I love that scene so much because so often... Um, women in horror movies and and just people in horror movies in general just scream right at the top of their lungs they just scream but here she's like screaming whimpering you know crawling at the falling at the walls when she can't get back any further um, trying to figure out to do with the coat hanger like it's all so effective Mm -hmm, and believable mm -hmm. because she really does like you said feel like a a 16 17 year old high school girl like she really Mm -hmm. feels like that in this movie and then to see her Mm-hmm. Sort of terrified in a really authentic way was at least for me at, at a young age really scared the crap out of me. So like, there, in a good way though.
0: <laughs> that scene where she's screaming as she runs through the street yeah. is absolutely incredible. See, yes. I feel I don't want to say I, I don't. I don't love this movie, but there's about twenty minutes of this movie that I do love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I, would say, I think that's a better way of saying it. Like, I don't. Yeah. There's like a, mm-hmm. a handful of things that I really love about this movie, and that final act where it's finally her versus Michael, yeah, is mm-hmm. fucking great. It's so and good. It's, I, and as much as everyone you know, like uh, usually identifies with the slasher, like the actual killer or whatever. Um, I mean her, her. When you talk about her screams and her whimpers, they're incredible. Yeah, Like, they feel like the sound of fear, not the sound of a horror movie. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's Mm -hmm. exactly it. It feels like real fear, a real girl being terrified by this boogeyman, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah. And as I was watching it, knowing that the next day I was going to see the next movie, Mm -hmm. like, I was like, yeah, this would be extremely traumatizing! Mm. Like, you you know what I mean? And I think you think of our final girls as being survivors and then they kind of, like, walk away and they're powerful, but, like, knowing that we were going to be exploring her trauma in the mm-hmm. next film like i was able to kind of like key in on that and thinking about that through that perspective and her performance really lends itself to being like okay you know what i mean like yeah like mm-hmm. buying and investing in the idea that she came away from this with trauma yeah mm-hmm. and i just love jamie lee curtis i just I fucking too. love know. her She's so, amazing. so much
1: I've like watch I,
0: her in anything. Anything. I've watched some garbage because yep. she is in it. Yeah. <laughs> I just I love Halloween her as Resort a action. person. Yeah. <laughs> and I love her in, in as Laurie Strode. Mm-hmm. And I think even though a lot of some of the problematic stuff that follows in things like Friday the 13th and yes, I do know things about
3: Friday the 13th. <laughs> um
0: <laughs> are unfortunate, but her the character herself, I don't I don't I mean, yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like there, there's. I have no complaints about Laurie Strode. Yeah.
2: No, I would say it's more the other women in this movie who were treated in a particular way, right? right. And like this movie mm. definitely sets the stage for right. a lot of slasher problems. To Sorry about the fucking car. Well, right, go ahead. <laughs> well, um,
4: somebody pointed this out on another podcast, and I wish I could remember who it was, but at about eighty four, eighty five, right around the time of. Uh, of the fifth Friday the Thirteenth movie, these mm-hmm, mm-hmm. these slasher movies, there had been such a big boom, and they were turning them out so so quick, and they and especially like Jason had exploded, Freddy had just come on the scene. It went from like knowing knowing your characters because I mean like uh, you know pieces is, is dumb as hell, but you still are invested in the characters. Um, the original My Bloody Valentine like you are mm-hmm. invested in the characters. And right about 84, 85 sort of about midway through the slasher craze, you get this where it changes where they're just body count. They're there for the fodder. Right. And oh, yeah. you know, it goes from you know, I've said this before, it goes from, you know, Run Lori, you know, hide Jenny to yeah, get her. Go go get her Jason, go get that bitch.
0: You know it's so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and I, I love a good kill. So, like, yeah. No shame to people who are there, but like, there is something to be said about, yeah. and this is something when we get to the next movie about like genuinely caring about your character. Yeah. yeah. Right. And how it does really enhance a movie. We talk about that a lot, but I think I really felt it in this these yeah. movies. Like I really cared. I was I went into the movie theater yesterday, ready to be pissed. Uh huh. <laughs> uh-huh. After
3: that interview. Uh huh.
1: So so yeah. What about you, Jody? You haven't had a chance to talk about it. Um, yeah, I feel like I came to this movie a little late as well, because um, I started um, not as young as um, as Ariel did with horror, but maybe when I was like twelve or thirteen, and I started on like The Shining and mm-hmm. Candyman and Hellraiser. Candyman. Yeah. Right. So so that sometime oh absolutely um so i came to like i guess pretty like relatively gory horror kind of early and this came later when i was like maybe 15 or 16 so by the time i got to halloween i was a little disappointed like oh it's kind of slow and there's not actually a lot of blood and i had to kind of shelve it for a few years because i was like i don't know like it, it didn't live up to the to the mm-hmm. yeah. internal hype that i'd given it because it's it's you know it's, it's a defining horror movie we've, we've said already, it's. A, Not the first slasher, but it definitely paved the way for the kind of slasher blockbusters that came after it. Um, So it's one that I've had to go back to. And honestly, I don't think it's aged very well. Um, But I do love it, I guess. Like, maybe for its uh, pioneering nature, I suppose. Um, And some of the characters I think I've warmed to a lot more. Like, I've warmed to Annie a lot more in the years. mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, especially relative to uh, the Linda character. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Laurie, uh, she's always just been, like... Uh, an honest realistic heroine i guess she's not um she, she's not this unrealistic badass you know right. she's, she, she's a real girl and you really care about her and um but i, I hadn't really thought about it ariel, ariel but the way you, you described it she wasn't really screaming she's kind of like whimpering and crying like that's me that's me in the closet yeah <laughs> like, yeah. yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can definitely relate to her um and um poor loomis as well <laughs> like, everyone's just shouting at him god dr loomis damn you for letting him go and he's like i fucking been telling everybody for 15 years not to let him go <laughs> <laughs> yeah so loomis what do you know?
0: think of his uh his therapy techniques matilda in the first one yeah are you, are you supposed to give someone treatment for 15 years and then want them to
3: die? <laughs> yeah, are you <laughs> supposed to
1: call them evil to their face? Actively hunt them? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean,
2: there's a suspension of disbelief. We'll talk in the next one about my issues with the Oh, suspense. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so comparatively he looks pretty good okay all right. <laughs> wait Matilda, all right so you, you, you don't pre- carry no. a
4: pen knife with you everywhere you go
0: uh <laughs> oh uh, I, car- no, I carry my
2: bo- my accent so
0: mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, anything else we want to say about halloween i know we kind of went through it quickly and i
2: want to make sure everybody has a chance it's just stuff that i think has definitely is well trodden territory okay. in kind of like feminist critique of slashers right but the it did strike me on the most recent watch through of the original that the sex noise, death noise mm-hmm, mm-hmm, soundtrack mm-hmm. is deeply similar in a way that <laughs> found pretty troubling. Um, and yeah, I mean, it does all the things that Rachel, you had said you'd listen to a po- the that Halloween on Mass, the yeah. Halloween on Mass podcast, where they were like, "Oh yeah, we see it now. We see how yeah. we started this train." Like, the thing that happened came
0: out of this unintentionally, and now this is taken from Halloween Unmasked, so listen to that podcast, but Mm -hmm. um, they talk about how the sex noise, death noise was not supposed to be the same, and it just kind of worked out that way, and that they also did not want to create the archetype of sex equals death. Okay, that was an unintentional thing that happened, right? That there, that I don't think John Carpenter's super excited about. Yeah, boy, other directors You're got at... that message though. Well, yeah. the next, pr- yeah. the person that picked up the the baton, mm-hmm. the machete, would be um, uh, Sean Cunningham, who directed Night, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he, came, he really went for it. Well, he mm-hmm. came from porn. Yeah. So, oh, I didn't realize that. Yes. So, oh, like, that
5: makes so much sense.
0: So he was not like let's get into the nuances of girlhood. You right. know what I mean? Mm. He was like mm. I saw boobies, I saw blood. Let's let's make it more violent. Let's like let's porn it up, which is great. Like those the you know, those definitely have a place in the so genre. It shouldn't
2: be an excuse. You can make decent porn without making it
3: yeah. a problem.
0: Yeah. I don't feel like 80s porn was like super <laughs> yeah, it's not a bastion of progressives. No. <laughs> no. No. Um, yeah.
5: But yeah, I've read before that and, and it makes sense like Halloween isolated on its own it's like you have three main girls in the story and mm-hmm. you know not thinking about anything that came after it it's just showing like a fairly you know like a somewhat representative um like representative characters of like what girls are doing at that age right I mean one girl does have sex with her boyfriend they're smoking cigarettes they're drinking they're smoking pot the other girl is babysitting and wants to go get you know pick up her boyfriend like none of that i think on its own is is that um terrible it's just that the fact that those two died first and then people mm-hmm. picked up on that and ran yeah. with it is where the plus issue the death in. of the
2: sister
4: yeah yeah that's true yeah the death
5: that's, of the sister that's actually is the worst
2: point. of all yeah
4: yeah but i mean that's you had before that you had black christmas and i think the house on sorority row was before that also and both of them were mm-hmm. characters that were, you know, they, they they were they were female characters that were hard drinking, promiscuous, partying, you know. So mm-hmm. that template was already kind of set. I, Halloween, gotcha. I think, just had mm-hmm. a bigger audience base for it, but that yeah, that, that, that sexy it has, like, death more pop culture was already
1: set. You yeah. could link it all the way back to Psycho as well. I mean, Janet Lee's character. Oh yeah, and Ty, that, sex. she's having Henry an Curtis affair as well. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah. That
2: makes sense. That's a good point. I always just think of this think as kind that... of the beginning iconic slasher of right. Well I, well, I mean, it was right so work. big and it made
0: so much money that yeah. everybody yeah. do you, you think know, watched it and followed it? Society and culture punishes women's sexuality. <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> <The> horror, <laughs> never. Wait,
3: what?
1: you're blowing my fucking mind <laughs> so maybe it's still maybe it's still accidental in this movie though because do you remember the bit where um when linda gets killed and she's on the phone to laurie yeah and laurie's going oh you're pretending to be killed I, like I, I i seem to remember watching that and and thinking oh she's like oh gross you guys why do you have to call me while you're having sex but she's not right. she's like oh you're pretending to be killed like so even to her it wasn't obvious so maybe it, like it was maybe they were pretty oblivious when they were actually making it that they weren't really making that link yeah yeah
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so you know who be. we have not talked about before we move on we probably should talk a little bit about michael <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, right. which tells you right like how we're all engaging with this film, yeah. but we've gotten this far and we're just like not oh, even yeah. talking about him okay so again i'm gonna crib from that halloween on and again everyone listen to it. it's very good but they uh john carpenter talked about how he created the shape do you guys know any background about this it's actually no. pretty interesting not really. Um, okay, so he grew up in, like, I think originally he was lived in New York, I want to say. Somewhere fairly liberal. Mm-hmm. And his family moved to uh, the South. And while he was there, like, Haddonfield is based on the town, basically, that he grew up with in. And while he was there, two things happened that helped form Michael Myers and the, the human embodiment of evil. One thing was, he went to um, a... For some reason, he like on some sort of school trip. I think he they went to some asylum, and he like looked into the eyes of like a criminally insane person and was like Mm. that there's pure evil in there. Like this is someone that would definitely kill you if they had the chance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then also he had come from a fairly progressive or liberal uh, background to the south, where people he knew and parents and grandparents of people he knew actively like black people oh my god but then we're like uh like uh, like they would be like normal in every other way but then like grandpa drew, purposely ran over a black guy or holy shit i've
5: never heard that before. normal
0: in every way but we go into like the part of town where african-americans live and shoot into their houses so yeah but my... they were like in high school with him so like he was kind of confronted with this sort of this like people are evil, kind yeah. of thing. Under the mm. veneer of civility, there like is evil, yeah. and that like there's like good. Anyone could be evil, and so those two things help to shape the the quote the shape, which is what originally Michael Myers was known as. Uh-huh. Um, in when he wrote the piece. So, I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. that's
2: Interesting.
3: Yeah.
0: And it is not, yeah. Like it was definitely like John Carpenter had a hard time living in that town. Like yeah. he's not,
3: mm-hmm.
0: not into that at all. <laughs> so, yeah. Again, really great podcast. Highly recommend. Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds good. Everybody got quiet. Did I freak everybody out? No, no, no.
1: You no, just, it in. no, it just it. really interesting.
4: Yeah. You actually just made me think of somebody that I I know that their dad in high school. Him and his older brothers. They used to, you know they'd get bored and it's like oh you know what it's beat a pick day let's go and they'd oh, go into oh, the into oh. uh east LA and beat up uh Mexicans
0: gross yeah Damn. fucking gross mm. all right so what do you guys think though as michael myers as a character so now with the addition of that little background information any thoughts on him as a killer or a character well i Does mean the just the, that
4: he... just that there's like no rhyme or reason he just chose this day, and I think Judith Myers was more of a victim of opportunity,
3: Mm
4: -hmm. you know, and then it's like, he got out, and he's only been two places in his life, Haddonfield and the institution, Mm -hmm. so he returned home, and, you know, again, I think they were all just victims of opportunity, it wasn't like he specifically set out, especially if you follow the current timeline, where you know, where lori is not his sister they're just all victims of opportunity
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he's just sort of like a shark
4: yeah
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: that's terrifying to me yeah Mm
3: -hmm. yeah
0: i mean i think michael myers is fucking scary yeah Yeah. he's really really scary like i mean he's like an excellent metaphor for some real life scary shit but he also is just a really scary masked killer yeah I, i i saw a couple of reviews on on some horror
4: sites you know early reviews uh, of 2018 and they were like oh you know without that uh without that connection between michael and Lori being siblings there's no rhyme or reason you know it really just takes away from the story i'm like i don't know i think it kind of makes mm, it scarier because because now he's he's after her because she's the one that got away
1: yeah yeah mm, yeah Ooh, yeah i didn't even think was about no it like rhyme or that reason in the first place that was something that was added in later so yeah it's not taking it away anything that wasn't right. there in the first place yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think no it makes reason it scarier because she got, got away
5: yeah. yeah and if you can't wrap your head around the reason why somebody does something i think it makes it more scary and more
0: terrifying mm-hmm. i also yeah. think if you think about it from the perspective of trauma and you can tell me if i'm wrong on this is that a lot of times the person who is the the abused have very clear memories and, like, hold on to it. And the person who is the abuser does not. That's right. And so, like, it kind of makes sense that there's no rhyme and reason for her. But, like, her existence has now been, like permanently altered by the by the trauma being traumatized
1: yeah Mm -hmm. so like
0: it whether they intended it that way in the way it was written it like it does sort of parallel real life trauma experience right right am i Mm -hmm. right no that's right i mean these are the things i learned through the kavanaugh hearings
2: (laughs) (laughs) well and it's also i mean it's it's evolution right that we um is what trauma theorists think about it that we if you're the victim of something that almost kills you your brain wants to record every bit of that uh-huh. So that you can keep yourself safe for next time, right? Like if I'm yeah. mm-hmm. in the woods and I come across a tiger, and I like I'm going to remember everything about that. Like I'm right. going to re- I'm going to remember it was a Tuesday. I'm going to remember I ate pancakes for breakfast because some part of my brain that isn't very rational is going to be like Tuesdays cause me to meet a tiger. Pancakes mm-hmm. caused me to meet a tiger, right? Because it wants to make double double <laughs> sure that none of that happens again. If I eat a pancake, will I meet a tiger? <laughs> that what you're <laughs> that's part of why is because yeah. you want to record every bit of it to stay safe next time yeah yeah that makes sense mm-hmm.
0: oh okay all right any other things we want to talk about halloween og or michael i don't know if everybody got a chance to
2: talk yeah the only other thing i'll say i mean it, i would say other than the theme from the exorcist it is probably the most iconic yes mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: yes there is something about The way it is layered and also just the beat of it that like it immediately puts you on edge. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. And like, you know, a lot of times this is I don't know if this is ageist to say, but like a lot of like Tim Burton, like as a lot of these artists age, like it seems like they kind of lose. Yeah some of that touch I mean like I think they're just not hungry in the same way you like you get comfortable I mean I'm aging I'm comfortable you know yeah, I mean? no. like yeah but some so, of the magic is kind of worn off but he did the score for the new one and dude has still got it mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so unless I don't want to move on if, if anybody else has anything they want to say I get very excited and move forward and the I, only thing I want to say is that we it. never okay.
4: get an answer to the real mystery of Halloween
0: who taught it's Michael his? to drive <laughs> <laughs> well for that let me direct you to the rob zombie halloween oh, which God. Um, oh God. well you'll learn the true reason that um michael myers is a killer is because mom shows her boobies for a living right and mm-hmm. uh somebody taught him how to drive. <laughs> so okay I, this is the question for ariel having rewatched the original and now going into the second, have your feelings on the rob zombie or, uh, halloween evolved at all oh yeah I mean, that movie sucks. still i still hate it Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just remember at one point I think you were a little bit of a like fan of that movie yeah
5: I know the very first time I saw it I think it's one of those things where you're just like the right place right time for something Mm -hmm. to like hit you in an entertaining way um and then I I remember I watched it again a couple years later and was like fuck I can't believe I said I like that movie what's wrong with me (laughs)
2: I also think there can be something about like if you can tell that the director loves the source material yeah, that's
3: as much as you true. do, the thing then you is kind that of with He them. loves
2: Mike Myers,
0: yeah,
3: yeah, he
2: doesn't love Laurie
0: Strode, no, yeah. And so, he fully, I like that's all that that entire like first act or whatever is about creating empathy for the killer,
2: yeah. That surprises me zero percent, at all. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> There's a fan
4: edit called uh, the Angel Myers Chronicle, I think is what it's called. Uh-huh. And somebody took um, House of a Thousand Corpses, Devils Reject on Halloween, the Rob Zombie Halloween films, and basically told the story of uh, of Baby as she, how she, her youth, oh, she grows up funny. with Otis and them, and then oh, becomes Michael Myers' mom. Okay, that, see, I'm kind of into that. Was it good? I mean, like, did it work? It works, but it's like four and a half hours. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, hail to yeah. the mouth.
0: Never mind. I thought it was, like, a 10-minute, a like, video yeah. on YouTube no. or something. Never mind. I'm out. No. Bye! We'll take your word for it, Sarah. <laughs> okay, anything else? Are we ready? Should we talk about mm-hmm. what we really want to talk yeah. about? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Alright, who's got the synopsis for Halloween 2018? Oh, I, I do. Alright, Judy. Uh, let's saw. hear those British dulcet tones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Halloween 2018, Directed by David Gordon Green. Oh, that rhymes. Starring Jamie Lee Curtis, David Greer, (laughs) uh, Andy Matachek, Halluk Bilginer, and Will Patton. Uh, Sorry, Daphne is sitting on some crinkly envelopes right in my vicinity. I don't know if you can hear that on the microphone. I can't, but it
0: sounds adorable.
1: (laughs) Okay. Keep still, stinky. (laughs) (laughs) It is now four decades after Michael Myers terrorized the town of Haddonfield. Michael has been incarcerated in a sanitarium ever since, but while being transferred to another institution, the bus crashes, allowing him to escape. Meanwhile, Laurie Strode, survivor of his killing spree, has been suffering with post traumatic stress since that night and has thought of nothing but killing Michael. Inevitably, Michael is reunited with his iconic mask and returns to Haddonfield. Laurie must face the shape one final time. Laurie, <laughs> right, what do you think, Jody? <laughs> I was so excited about this movie yeah. I can't tell like, even though like we you know like we've established maybe we uh, uh, in, in, to varying degrees lo- love the original or at least like the original I had very very high hopes for this because um I think you said Rachel maybe we, we talk about our relationship with the whole franchise and mm-hmm. I, I've not really been into most of the sequels the second one I quite I've got quite a soft spot for the second one um, the third one's kind of as, as a, an adjunct to the series I quite like I love the third
3: one. It's
1: so fucking yeah, weird. Yeah. <laughs> Did yeah. you,
0: by the way, notice the Silver Shamrock masks in this? Oh, 100%. Yes.
1: Yeah. Okay, good. good yeah, good, good. there were so many Easter eggs in this movie that, like, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, and then four and five, like, are okay. I haven't seen six, but I, get, I gather that's where it gets really weird. Uh, um, no, they, they,
4: they but, really just drop off at, at four. Yeah, at, yeah. Yeah. Four,
1: four uh, is okay, yeah. and then I, five
4: is dumb six yeah the rest of them h2o is yeah. all right
1: but i like h2o and i like it as a weird kind of post scream yeah kind of yeah. even though scream itself was a riff on halloween in the first place and so it's kind of like i just like how it loops back around on itself like that and well, I, halloween
0: I w- h2o is the alien reser- or alien three of the franchise. Ah. Oh, <laughs> interesting. A way to describe it. So,
1: because... Resurre- so Alien Res- Resurrection is the Halloween Resurrection, right? Because that, that is a terrible fucking movie. I watched that for the first time recently. I've actually never seen and... that one because I heard oh, it's it so awful. god awful.
3: That's the it's Buster terrible.
1: Rhymes one, right? Yes. But no, Halloween Resurrection is the one with the cameras in the house. And it really suffers from that kind of like late 90s, early 2000s technology really, uh, really dating mm-hmm. a movie. And it's, oh, it's god awful. Um... And then, obviously, the remake. Don't like. I haven't, I haven't seen the sequel, and I, I hear that maybe it's better because it's not trying to be anything else, and it's just a sequel to another movie. But I'm not gonna. Oh no! That being no. Uh, to watch this. No. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, Rob Zombie. Halloween
1: Two is awful. Like. I mean, Michael there keeps are lots of things on my list before I get to that. On
4: a white horse. It's just yeah. yeah. <sighs> oh my god. Okay. Yeah. No. To tonight's white sand Oh my god. Like like the. So, like yeah, just oh it's
1: bad. <laughs> <laughs> skip skip that one. So this one, yeah, high hopes. Um because obviously it kind of retcons the rest of them and it's just a sequel to the first one. So I'm like, okay, here we go. And I really, really liked it. I think I'm just short of loving it, but I really, really liked this. Good, good. How I about- thought I thought it was a pretty faithful, pretty true sequel. I mean, it's it's gorier, but like I feel like it's updated to the modern day in that sense. But actually, still has quite a lot of the things that made the first one good. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and it has characters that you like in it. I, I and I, I guess Matilda, you'll have to tell us like whether this is a kind of like a realistic Laurie, like a um, a realistic evolution of her, and whether she would behave in this way given what she's gone through. I'd be interested to hear your take on that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, I really liked it.
0: All right, Matilda, how about you? What did you? Let's go to you, and you can touch on that.
1: I really liked it,
2: um, and I feel like it. Preserved some of what is fun about the first one, yes. while correcting some of what is yes. not great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a dry hump with you so hard right <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> with one glaring exception to me, um, which is the flashback to the the killing of the sister, which is, I think, the most sexist shot in the first film, um, and uh-huh. it's in the yeah. second um, one also. Yeah. But yeah, I really liked it. Um, I thought, I thought that the places where the first one does not have adequate empathy for the subjectivity of the characters, this one has, this one corrects that. Okay. Yeah, both with Lori and with, um, It's it was clever in the way that it has the friend who's the babysitter who um, mm-hmm. is inviting her boyfriend over. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: The stuff with the kid that she's babysitting, is some of the best.
3: I, oh, my I, I, I wanted more
2: of that kid. Yeah. She's Dude. really
0: sweet. Yeah. 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 That kid was great. And yeah. he
2: survived. And, w- yeah. and like, you think she's going to be one demen- You They start it where she's going to be a one dimensional slasher mm-hmm. character, and then mm-hmm. it develops because their relationship is so sweet. Right. Right. I mean, yes. yeah. Yeah. They add <laughs> just enough before she gets knocked off that you care yeah. about her and like Yeah. Her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I liked it. And, um, yeah. yeah, I'm super interested to hear what other people thought. But did you think the,
0: the depiction of Laurie and her PTS was
2: I thought it was good. It was a little over the top. Right. Um and there were some there were some places where they really wanted to portray her as like going in this survivalist direction mm-hmm, in a way mm-hmm. that was fascinating. But then like Coming around a house with lots of room behind her without her back against a wall, or right. getting right up next to the door where he can just reach through the door and grab it. Right. Yeah. That I was like, no, that's not uh-huh. consistent with who she is. Like, yeah. Um,
0: See, I think it is because I think, well, I mean, because it doesn't ter- ever turn her into like a superhuman yeah. or like a, like a, like she's still someone who's vulnerable. Like she's done all these things, but like, She's physically outmatched by him.
2: Yes. But so oh, she yeah.
0: I mean, outwits he... him. Yeah. Ultimately. Well, and you know, the it... planning pays off ultimately. But, but
2: like in a hand-to-hand fight, even though she's gone through the survivalist training. Well, right. But there are some things as a kind of survivalist minded person. Uh-huh. Because she's, you know, in the movie moved to the woods with. There was like a fire sale at a mannequin factory. <laughs> 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 like moves to the woods. And keeps them in the house first before she takes him outside and shoots him Yeah. Like... Um, very confused by the mannequin I mean some of it's in service of creating set pieces it is, you know right and yeah. I'm willing to like forgive it but yeah yeah I don't but know there I... were some things like like with the kind of chronic PTSD that they're trying to talk about her having I think that she would be controlling everything that it was possible to control right. in a situation and one of the mm-hmm. most obvious ways to do that is to keep your back against the wall right mm-hmm. like right. there's just some stuff about um, that I know is in the service of shots
3: Mm-hmm. Of getting
2: a good shot that I thought that
1: took me out of it a little bit. Okay, mm-hmm.
3: that's
1: fair. See, that's what I felt about the very very end. Not to get too ahead of ourselves, but um, the way that they, spoiler alert, you know they they set they set fire to the house and then they leave, and I thought. Uh-huh. Like I was coming out of the cinema, going, oh, that's that's almost. that's not ruined the movie, but there's no way she's not going to stick around and yeah. make sure that he's right dead. and watch then, the whole thing burn down. And yeah, really but then the person that I saw out. the movie with said, yeah, but don't forget, like this, this is not counting the other six times he's gotten up at the end of the movie. But right, if she's she's seen him do that one time, and I guess we don't see the bit where, like, presumably at the end of the first movie, he gets he gets captured and taken to the institution. But she's seen him get up after being stabbed in the neck stabbed in the eye and shot six times and he's got it he's gotten up and been okay Mm -hmm. but she's she's put him in a metal
0: cage and set his ass on fire yeah but yeah but you know what if that was me i would have i would have put two in his head
1: she's sticking around and making sure he's not walking out but didn't she
0: didn't they watch him like catch on fire in there still (laughs) i think i also think like like, this movie is telling you he's not superhuman, though he's a this is not in the vein of like zombie michael yeah this is like human michael and i don't think i think you're safe to guess that he's burned alive when he's caught on fire Right when the whole entire bottom
5: half of the house is engulfed in flames yeah see that happen i could I i can imagine that they would leave the thing i agree with matilda though that there were a couple of things like Okay, so in Lori's house, she's got so much stuff set up to um, sort of be a bunker and to be a trap, we learn later, Mm for Michael. Um, And one of them is uh, this, like, kitchen island that slides away so that they can get down into the basement where all the weapons are and food and Mm -hmm. everything to be safe down there. Um, And she brings her daughter and her daughter's husband to the house and then down into that (laughs) bunker... But then for some reason, they don't stay there. With Lori, I understand, because she said that she wants to murder Michael. Like, she's not going to mm-hmm. just stay down there and wait for the police to capture him or for mm-hmm. him to kill a bunch of people. She's going to come up. But why did her daughter and her daughter's husband not stay down there? Like, the two seconds later, the... they're up in the house, and the husband ends up leaving and getting killed.
0: Well, I mean, I, I think the whole house was, like, that was, like, their little basement room. But I don't think it was. It wasn't a panic room. I mean, you could pull the thing right off the top of the, the door. Yeah. It wasn't a okay. panic room. It. I think the intention was to get him into
2: that. So why, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Okay. I can I see I guess that makes more sense. Yeah. Because when she shoots up at him from there and reveals mm-hmm. their position, I was like right that's i interesting. think they're luring yeah. him yeah. into it yeah no this. you're you're yeah. right you're like right. the whole
0: point mm-hmm. was to they created a corral that forced him into it mm-hmm. and i think yeah. it was the art. it served as the armory but also as a trap ultimately it just mm-hmm.
5: i think and i think they did this intentionally maybe so that you would think that they were going to hide out down there but you know i was thinking of it or, before we saw the ending as more of a bunker just because it was also lined with food right there was mm-hmm. like jars mm-hmm. and cans yeah, of food. yeah i mean like, it's
0: definitely her little prepper yeah Hole, but yeah. but I think But I mean, that even you're when you're right, looking that that up, you can see through the slats in the floor. Yeah, that's it. True. Was not like a like a fully like right. nuclear holocaust yeah. bunker. It's, it's, it's bunker. to, yeah. out it's out to give you counter, some advantage, yeah, like
4: but it's not necessarily. Uh, yeah. Okay, I take it back. You're right.
0: No, that makes. And sense. that's the thing is like it. It's a misdirection of the film. Yeah. Right. Intentionally, so that when it happens, you're like, ah, oh, yeah. Twist, it's a you moment. know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we have, in true zombie girl's fashion, skipped directly to the (laughs) end. Okay, we'll go back. (laughs) So let's step back a little bit. Okay, we've talked about Lori um we have not talked about judy greer finally getting to fucking do something i
5: know she's always the best friend in a romantic comedy she's never... she's the wife yeah she's the
0: fr- sassy friend yeah. mm-hmm. she never gets to do anything Dude. and like getting to to see her do dramatic stuff funny stuff and then also have like a badass moment mm-hmm. yeah that moment in her christmas she's... sweater Yes. Mm-hmm. That moment where we call back to that thing at the beginning when when Laurie first shows up is like uh you know like gotcha mm-hmm. to have her kind of do that like when she was like I can't do it mom I was like no Judy no I know it was yeah. so believable that part was so yeah. Good. Was like, yeah. Gotcha. I was
5: like full oh, body chills. Yeah. 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 People in the theater oh. cheered where I
4: was
0: yeah it was okay. great and i just i mm-hmm. she's such an underutilized actor i love her so much yeah and she's looking like, more and more her... like
4: sandra locke though
0: like the okay, older locke. she gets the more she looks so like, like
4: sandra locke i'm not
0: sure who that is actually i'm looking mm-hmm. up
2: sandra locke.
1: i mean i'll always remember her as burn
2: <laughs> yeah
1: from jawbreaker mm-hmm. right for me she's she's always going to be the voice of cheryl from archer yes yes I'm
0: glad i love archer so much yeah
1: so, what do we think
0: about? Okay, so this movie is part sequel, part redux, right? Right. And so there's like kind of treading on some similar characters. We've talked about how we like the treatment of the characters. What do you think about the like extreme de- disposability of the male characters in this movie? Did you notice that, uh, with the exception of Michael, like. I mean people just disappear off fucking camera. Like we yeah, never like see her the boyfriend, boyfriend again. <laughs> yeah. Like they're they, this is a movie that is like the this is the movie about the women the, the strode women. Mm-hmm.
3: Well mm-hmm. well yeah, I everybody
5: mean, else is secondary and not very important.
4: We we all know the boyfriend is, is at the dance getting drunk and, and hooking up with somebody else. Right.
3: Yeah. But
5: yes. uh, but
4: I mean, you know, no, I mean you gotta, you gotta But I mean the something. body you count you gotta, is to say all something the about about Roy and Lori's relationship. When she's in the house and she's pointing a gun at him and he's just like, Lori, put that away. Put pointing a gun at me. I can defend my family.
3: Yeah. But he's just so calm
4: about it. Like anybody else would be like, why is your mother pointing a gun at me? And now he's just like, Lori, put the gun away. Yeah,
5: I think it's like they've been dealing with her and her reactions for so many years probably
3: that... Third. But,
0: I also think it underscores the idea that like he clearly does not actually understand the oh, situation yeah, that, oh yeah, no he did not mm-hmm.
5: get that there is any legitimate threat out there, and yeah. then he, when he's saying that,
0: you're going, no, you can't, yeah, no, you will not <laughs> Not even close, dude, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, but like even to down to like the cop, were you guys all surprised when the cop got fucking bit it, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, which by the way, okay, did everybody else have the same experience in that moment that I did where I was like they better not make the new michael myers that psychiatrist yes yeah yes. 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 i had a moment he, where i thought I was michael like, was oh, dead no. and
5: he was gonna take over and i was like Fuck right that shit yeah
4: that <laughs> always like, took me out no, i thought i no, thought it was no, gonna no. be some like black
2: thorn bullshit i was like no no oh. <laughs> <laughs> although i will say the only mercy if he had been the new michael myers is that he would have stopped fucking talking right right oh
3: yes <laughs> So fucking. I frankly think
5: that's one of the least effective parts of the
4: entire movie.
5: Oh my god.
3: Like I don't yes. think any of, of that was necessary. It. Yeah.
4: I would have I would have taken Malcolm McDowell again. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> no, see I kind of loved it because like having just rewatched Halloween, like I love Donald Pleasance, but that is a very particular kind of performance. Mm-hmm. It is a cartoonishly like portrayed role like it's very like he is evil like when he's describing it to the nurse in the car on the drive-in like and i feel like this character like it starts it like starts in that place Mm
3: -hmm. and then
0: escalates to a place where it becomes even more cartoonishly but i feel like he captures some of what made some that's one of the magic pieces of the original that i think the movie captures is this ridiculous i know it's for you you're like i'm you know i work in mental health this is not a great portrayal of my industry but
2: but like <laughs>
3: but in then terms it's also of like, not
2: saying anything yeah sometimes the trauma it goes one way <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it goes the other oh way I was like, what are you talking yeah, like, about what you, does that even fucking mean <laughs> that I mean, doesn't mean anything
5: <laughs> i agree with you rachel that having the psychiatrist there and and having like a little bit of a campiness to it uh-huh. Um, works in this movie. I just think they went one step too far. It was like the all of a sudden it started to be about the psychiatrist and, had, and like his need to understand Michael and to to be in his shoes and like what is murder really like
0: and what does it yeah. do to the but killer? But don't you guys see what that's doing? It's like indicting the Rob Zombie movie. No,
5: I mean I. I it yeah. is
0: a total send up of the fan like parts of the fandom that insist on having some like explanation. Yeah, like and and it's like no this is dumb you don't need an explanation like that's true
5: i mean and it was incredibly satisfying to watch michael stomp his brains but um, oh my
0: god that was one of my favorite kills and then he just like (laughs) looks down staring (laughs) at
5: the brains for how long (laughs) yes um i just think it was like i guess maybe re-watching it i'll feel differently because at that moment i was like fuck they're derailing the entire movie like what the Mm, hell is this?" um and I mean, why did just, we like, need that
0: scene? But to get him to to get Michael Myers to her house. That's why we need yeah to that yeah scene.
5: yeah. No, that's I mean, there's a million other ways they could have done that though. It didn't have to be that. But you're mm-hmm. right. I mean, but it then you wouldn't have
0: Melinda's invitation <laughs> 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 or Matilda. Matilda's invitation. Sorry. God damn it. Why tell Melinda to change her fucking name? It's too close. To yours. It's irritating me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean like here's the thing is I think we can pull some threads and plot holes in this
3: movie. Well and I, yeah, I, mean, and I
0: appreciate criticism. Movies, right? I think I'm just so high on this movie, I'm like in defense mode, and that's absurd. It's mm-hmm. just a movie. No, fit. I understand it though. Like I've no, been overall looking great.
5: I've been looking forward to this movie for a really long time. I was so psyched about it. I took my niece to see it. She's sixteen, and that was really fun. Like it was so much fun looking over every so often and like seeing her reactions. Um, cause she she came out of it just Loving it. She was oh. so excited. She was like oh, yeah. so happy Baby that she got to see it. I know, I know. Mm-hmm.
3: It uh, it
5: was it was really nice. But um, and I I really enjoyed it. But I think I'm a little more like Jody, where like I really really liked it. I had so much fun watching it. But there are just a couple of things that I think detracted from it. And one of the biggest ones for me was okay, I'm gonna have a caveat that I love that kid. I think he was fucking hilarious, and that was a really fun scene. But I think one of the great things about horror in general and the original Halloween is how much tension is built up through the whole thing. I mean, it's like that's what you need in a horror movie is tension to build up and then something ominous or creepy or jump scary or whatever it is to come in and break that. And I felt like every time the tension started to build, they kept breaking it with some stupid joke. And some of them really worked like with that kid. And other of them I felt like were really stupid, like the two cops in their little lunch discussion. Like I could have done without that.
0: Um. yeah that was like the very you could feel the hand of danny mcbride oh was
5: he part uh-huh. of it? yes oh he, he was was wrote, it. Oh, and ro- and wrote it executive producer oh yeah, that makes it. He, sense. he co-wrote it he, he yeah. co-wrote
0: it w- with the director and a third person oh that's funny
5: because i was literally just gonna say it felt like a horror fan wrote this movie but there was it's like also
0: a comedian in the corner telling him like add this yeah and that, well the director but... is also the director of pineapple express okay yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah so like they definitely infused some here. but I also feel like that's a little blue housey too. Because if you think about something like Get Out, yeah, there was yeah. also like breaks in tension, and it also made yeah. me think a little. Now that we're talking about this; it makes me think a little bit about Nanette about Nanette and how like jokes and horror are con- like about building and releasing tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. so I just felt mm-hmm. like there were too many, but that that's maybe fair. that's just me. But I remember we got that, that off of the, the
1: skull it. lantern you know what I yeah. mean? Oh, that was great. Oh, yeah. it was so good! No, I think, I think I'm think with Ariel a little, especially at the beginning with the dad joking, like, oh, I got peanut butter on my penis. Yeah. I was like, oh, I hope this isn't going to be the tone for the whole movie so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Like, for the first 20 minutes, like, oh, okay. And then it, it yeah, know, it, it got a little more serious. Until, yeah, <laughs> jack-o'-lantern police, policeman's I head love thing. I that, though. Yeah. That was that great. That was mm-hmm. a really
4: great scene, <laughs> watching.
1: I mean, oh, it's a yeah. great visual. Um, Michael is just
4: so mean in this. I mean, he's just, it's like he just walks down the street. Oh, hey, there's somebody. Stab, stab, stab. Yeah.
1: Mm
5: -hmm. Um, Oh, gosh, the teeth that was really good too with the, Ooh, the two oh, journalists great. Yeah. oh god i kind of Shitty wish journalist. i hadn't
1: seen um seen so many trailers because that bit yeah. was in the trailer and the yeah. bit with the oh can you close the closet door so like yes. some of the biggest scares were in the trailer. i didn't i totally any thought when
0: i saw the trailer that that closet door thing was like gonna be one of her her friends being like haha just kidding so oh, when right, it turned yeah. out to be him i was like oh shit she going i was god. kind of half hoping it would be oh, like man. a fake when he, you know, when like he a...
1: smashes the Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, like you know, like paranormal. paranormal blah, 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 easy for me to say. Paranormal Activity three. Like they put stuff in the trailer that wasn't in the movie. Mm. I was kind of hoping they were yeah. gonna do that a little bit.
5: But yeah, yeah.
1: That's why I hate trailers. No. That right.
0: scene in the bathroom was really. I just listened That's to this good. podcast called "I Survivor. I've been on a podcast get clearly, mm-hmm. and the episode I listened to was about a woman surviving a rape attempt in a fucking public bathroom. Oh, oh, oh was, yeah. that the, and, like, was that and like
4: her Fitbit. She, well, or no, her Fitbit. There, there was there was one that like her, like she posted up on the internet, or like maybe it was the police that did. I want to say it was like in like Washington. Oh, was she
0: taking pictures of him? Is that what you mean? No, her
4: uh, her Fitbit showed the like path of the attack
3: mm, because she was like running from him. And, oh, what like her pulse going uh, up? And yeah, stuff? right. Mm, maybe because there's GPS in uh, it or something. Well, GPS it was
0: she it. was. She was, like, training for a marathon and went into a bathroom. And when she came out of the stall, she was washing her hands, and he came out of another stall. And she managed to fight him off. Mm -hmm. But it was touch and go, and she got really fucking hurt in the process. Mm -hmm. But she survived. It's a survival podcast Mm -hmm. about people who Mm -hmm. survive. I mean, not everybody, like, is able to, like, not be sexually assaulted. But, like, they all Mm -hmm. lived. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so as he was, like, pulling her under the the bathroom stalls like the added layer of horror and you know what now that I'm talking about this out loud is I think this movie does a good job of playing with real life horror and under in a slasher.
3: Mm. I agree.
0: Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, that is a fear that I have going into public bathrooms. Even before I listen to that podcast, I'm always like, God, we're so vulnerable. Especially like gas or, station yeah. ones. you know. Yeah. yeah. Like, or even just the
2: fear of somebody coming in yeah. while you're in the bathroom. When and he's she's peeking
0: like, through the cracks in the... Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. There's that. There's, like, the, the friend zone guy mm-hmm. that, like, starts trying to push up on her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of... Yeah. There's a lot of... I mean, like it's all dudes except for jamie although jamie Lee curtis apparently was quote unquote a force on set which i love which probably means she she had an opinion one day yeah but (laughs) like like, i think they said like the words was like that they like definitely leaned on her a
2: lot and got Mm -hmm. her feedback i hope that that's true it seems like the most graphic violence in this film is visited upon the male characters Mm -hmm. i will say like that 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 in the scene in the bathroom with the uh, journalist that he's oh, just repeatedly oh, repeatedly being yeah, oh God, that, and then that, it just focuses smith. on his face as he's like Dude, what, awake what
5: we, and can hear what's happening to her and the blood is just gushing yep. out that was really oh good. man yeah. the
4: first time he smashed him into in the wall i was just i yeah. thought about um raging bull when he when oh. he uh, breaks that guy's nose and he turns uh-huh. around to his wife and goes he ain't mm. pretty anymore right
0: yeah. right <laughs> I thought of the scene in Mission Impossible
2: where.
3: <laughs> I did though. Oh, well. <laughs>
2: and just but trying... I think that's true, right? Like I think I don't think there's a lot of gore visited on women's bodies in this
3: movie yeah. in
0: the
2: same way that there is on men's bodies. Like, what is the
0: most gruesome? I mean, there's that, and then there's the babysitter death. Right. I don't even I'm trying to remember. It. How much of that we like? We he, like slashes at her. I don't think we, we don't actually see that
2: much. We don't see his
0: death
5: we or see her boyfriend's fear. death. We see their bodies afterwards. Yeah. yeah.
2: But you're yeah. right. But like, Yeah, but just like male characters are presented as like death trophies in right. a way. Yeah. Right. Like the kind of impaled right. on the Right, which is, yeah. Impaled on the wall with the tattoo. Yeah, like... the cops in the car. Yeah. Yeah. It's like kind yeah. of the
0: opposite of like, have you guys seen Silent Light Night, Deadly Night?
5: Yes. Yes, but not for a while.
0: Well, well, Lin- they're, Lin- when they, they yeah. literally, the literally gets impaled on a, like a. Right a deer head right, which I feel like is more trippy. typical in yeah. yeah yeah mm-hmm. mm. look at this movie flipping the script
2: well and so yeah. much of it is about like women having a private experience of violence and then being disbelieved forever and condescended mm. to about their yeah about what they know and don't know which mm-hmm. is my most fucking hated trope in horror yeah mm-hmm. yeah
0: my most hated like if you want to enrage me more than anything else it's the like dismissal of women's ex- like experiences whenever right. they like
2: right i saw something no you didn't right. right so the middle generation the christmas sweater's husband yes definitely oh, yes and he pays the price yeah
0: although i was i i think i just like the actor i was like no yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> um also seeing the three strodes together in that final scene. Yeah, that like, was really mm, satisfying. Yeah. Especially yeah. with the generations one, like, of I the night so. Yeah, that call back to Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Rachel>. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it was something about like the famous like the breaking the legacy mm-hmm. of trauma a little bit. I don't know. Like maybe I'm reading into it too much, but like like how trauma can like cascade through generations well, and like but that sisterhood kind of breaks the chain. Yeah, I mean, they had been torn apart like, by it. Takes and, takes it back. Them again. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I loved that. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. what were you saying, Sarah?
4: I was just thinking, like, you know, the, the how the cycle of violence, like, Michael traumatized Lori, Lori traumatized Karen, and Karen's trying to protect Allison from that trauma by not by cutting off her relationship with Lori, by you know, not having her around and, you know, and obviously Lori's got some other issues. Like, you know, when when we're at the restaurant, she grabs Roy's glass and she's like, mom, I thought you quit drinking. Yeah. It's
0: like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And they show her
5: like downing some alcohol in the car when Michael first escapes and stuff. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't
0: lean too far into that. I was not interested in that.
5: Yeah. Agreed. And, and all that stuff between, um, the three women, Sort of before any of the attacks, before they're aware of any of it, was really good too. I, I mean, I thought that um, they did a good job of kind of explaining how the trauma affected all of them and how their relationship is like really messed up now and and feels unfixable to the Judy Greer's character. And yeah, I thought all of that was really. Yeah, she good. Needs-
2: cognitive behavioral thing. yeah
3: <laughs> i also
0: i mean i just like this idea of like when they come together they are stronger yeah mm-hmm. and like there's like this you know like so much i've been also listening to i think mean, i keep talking about podcasts the Nixian podcast mm-hmm. and about oh, yeah. how they how so much of the way that they controlled and women was making them turn on anything that was feminine yep And how, like, internalized misogyny, like, separates and also, like, weakens us, you know? And that once they, like, united, they were so strong, they could beat the the unbeatable monster, you know? Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: So, I don't, I mean, again, I don't know how much of this is the director intending these messages, but, like, my takeaway was, like, seeing that united front of the three generations. Yeah,
5: I mean, when they're trapping Michael downstairs and... You know, first, it's like both Judy Greer and Jamie Lee Curtis have worked to get him down there and shot him and done all this stuff. And then he's got her by the leg and it's the granddaughter that just Mm -hmm. stabs him a couple of times to get her off. I thought that was really cool, too, that she didn't get that same like survival training that Judy Greer's character did. But she, yeah, she was
0: well it's a reminder that too. the regular that regular girls are powerful yeah mm-hmm. right regular mm-hmm. girls are fierce you don't have to be a survivalist right. to survive like you like there was power in just girlhood mm-hmm. which is something mm-hmm. that laurie yeah.
1: strode had yeah yeah I, I was worried a little early on when they do the kind of uh, gender swapping bonnie and clyde at the at the halloween party like right. oh mm-hmm. is she gonna have to like embrace her inner masculinity to no. defeat Michael at the end or something and then mm-hmm. they just kind of forget it and flip it back to right no, they're just like strong strode girls yeah
2: mm-hmm.
1: oh and, and that they're all
2: instrumental in getting him mm. in there and killing him uh-huh yeah yeah oh and can I just yes, say really gotcha. quick too
5: that the like the visual callbacks to the first movie were so satisfying like they have oh, yeah. the teenage daughter in the classroom mm-hmm. feeling somebody watching yeah. her look out the window
1: yeah and yeah Laurie Strode instead yeah. of Michael that was yeah. so great well, um, and to the other movies as well like did you notice the halloween 2 bit where he kills the woman who's making the sandwich and, yeah um... oh that's right yeah he kills yeah. the woman that's yeah. making the sandwich and then the,
4: the you have the,
1: that the, last shot with the doctor and nurse character yeah. question okay i have
0: actually a couple questions were those first two victims the woman in the house that gets stabbed through the throat and the lady making the sandwich are those the strode and myers houses Oh, uh, we were oh. asking
2: each other that in the movie theater. We were trying to Yeah, I'm out. not sure. Like Ooh, is that why those victims were selected? That would make I sense. feel like
0: there's a tool shed that we see that mm-hmm. is I think then there's like this the garage where he is. Yeah, I mean like maybe mm-hmm. I wonder. Okay, the other mm. thing is oh, what is the that. significance okay. But yeah, I'm, I'm wondering
4: I'm wondering though if like the tool shed wasn't more of a more of a sort of a MacGuffin, because you're focused on the tool shed, and he goes into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. He does kill one of them in the tool shed. In the, yeah. in the first one.
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah,
0: so... Uh, yeah. But no, but I'm talking about the the lady who he goes in and stabs, or he beats with the hammer and then takes her knife, Where yeah. she's and then the goes, across the, goes across the street to another house. The front window. Yeah, no, I, know. I, know, what you, I know what you but I, I, I'm
4: thinking mm-hmm. that was kind of because... It's like, oh, he's gonna do a, two, a tool shed kill, and, and he just takes something from the tool shed and goes in the house.
3: Yeah,
5: I
4: mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know if the actual, if the actual facades were this, the same. Yeah.
0: Okay. Hmm. I mean, because yeah, I feel like you can see. Like, the window that Tommy's, like, looking out of looks like the window where the lady is looking out. Right. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that would be yeah. cool if they did that. I mean, it would make sense that, that he would return yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. And that's yeah. why Lori ends up there mm-hmm. looking mm-hmm. up in the window of the, the house. Like, they repeat yeah. that thing only... You know what I mean? Where instead of her looking out the window at Michael, because like there's a lot of Michael Laurie flipping in this, yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So, right. Well, this, there's that, that scene oh, where yeah. she gets thrown out the window,
3: yes. lands on yeah. the ground, and then when and he yes. looks
5: down, she's not there. Oh, that part gosh, was that so great. That was, sucky, that right. is fine. That was yeah. my favorite. Bit.
0: <laughs> so I wonder if that—that's just a question. The other thing is, is in the original movie. Like every time we see a TV, it's the thing playing, which yeah. is funny because, like later on, obviously John Carpenter went on mm-hmm, to direct the thing, mm-hmm. which is another hidden gem. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend d- dusting the, you know, dusting oh, off I that, heard of that one. It. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> That's <what> we do. <laughs> um, but so, do you think there was any significance to the things they were showing on the TVs in this one? Well, there were sure. This is actually Voyagers. a Mr. Machilda
2: question. It's a good question. Yeah, Voyagers was one. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was the other one? I don't, one? don't,
0: don't remember spotting it. The Voyager, and then the other one was Repo Man.
2: Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah.
0: Okay.
5: Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't remember picking All up. All right, one else, Internet. So you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is our question to you, listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is the significance listen. of the things on the screen? Hmm
1: tell us. If you want to know. Okay. And you you spotted the um the Halloween 3 masks. Yes. What other yeah, yeah, what are
0: some easter eggs that we may have missed?
1: Um well they mention um the character of Lonnie, um which is one of the boys who bullies Tommy in the first one. Oh. So do you remember when then um, they go to uh, they go to dinner with the boyfriend and it's the mum and the dad and he goes oh I went to high school with Lonnie yeah we used to go and get some oh, oh yeah. that's interesting I oh. had not put that together no. I didn't either because that's the kid who um Loomis goes get your ass away from there when he, right. he scares him away from the front of the Myers house awesome
0: any other any other yeah. Easter eggs you thought we might have missed
1: um I don't know if
0: there's anything that we haven't
1: yeah I'm not sure but I, like the mirroring and you know, the switching places of um of, of Laurie and Michael yeah
5: I also loved how they dealt with um. The is Laurie Michael's sister bit, where it's just like a throwaway yes. line of like, oh, right, man, that's just yeah. an urban legend, like that's not actually yeah. true.
1: And I didn't spot it until the credits, but apparently the teacher is um, PJ Souls. Oh, but when, when, so when when she sees Laurie out the window, oh okay, yeah. So I didn't notice it until I saw the credits because we stayed, you know, we stayed. Mm, yeah, to yeah. You know? Um, so now I need to watch it again yeah. to see if we actually see her. So I don't know if it's just a voice or if we see. Oh, it. I'm definitely gonna watch this one again. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I think I like this better than the original. I, it's a I really
2: do. fun movie. <laughs> I do. I feel like my fa- one of my favorite Jamie Lee Curtis scenes in this movie is when she's she knows that Michael is back and she gets out of the car in the middle of all the trick or treaters and just starts brandishing a gun and being like, "Get yeah, in <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty
3: good. She has
2: a Loomis moment. That's basically what what Loomis yeah. did. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. very yep. true. I also liked um, the moment between her and the sheriff when. He's at the first house that somebody built yes. held in, and he keeps kind of looking back and seeing Lori, and they have this sort of moment of understanding and sadness about it.
3: I mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
5: thought that was a nice kind of subtle touch to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you mm-hmm. have a favorite part, Jode? I mean, the, the bit where she falls off the balcony, I think, and then he looks and she's not there. That's probably my yeah, part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And also the, the scene with the mannequins in the room. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, even though it was a lot gorier, like it, it was updated, you know, for, mm-hmm. for 2018, it was a lot more gruesome than the first one. But then they still kind of took their time and had slow moments. And that yeah. bit where you're like, oh, he's going to be behind there. And she starts going in one direction and he comes from the complete opposite direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That, that is really, really great, really suspenseful.
0: That actually reminds me of the one other thing I wanted to say, is that this mm-hmm. is the, like, we say a lot about how, like, oh, it's so much better when you like the character. You're so much more invested. The tent, this movie was unbearably tense mm-hmm. during the part where she's walking through the house, shutting all those things. Oh, yeah, that totally. was because yeah, I in the rooms really cared Mm -hmm. like not Mm -hmm. even in the like i care still you know what i mean like not even in the context of the runtime of the movie i cared i mean like i really fucking cared Mm -hmm. and i realized that when i say that in other movies i don't really mean it Mm. right Mm -hmm. in retrospect like i care i mean i am you know 72 minutes runtime invested in these characters right yeah i mean there's
1: a difference between just liking character and then really being invested and really yeah this is a really yeah this is a ripley
0: situation in terms of like when she's in danger i care right mm-hmm. laurie strode has 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 risen to the level and i don't and i still i love her as a teenage girl but i fucking adore door her as like a crazy yeah, yeah. lady. No, like, oh, and
2: just a crusty oh. like, okay, I'll take the three thousand dollars. Yes, oh yes! You know, I'll take yeah. my payment now. I was like yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, when she hit that first um thing on the house when she clears one room and then hits the cage. yeah, on it, So I brilliant like, too. Yes. Yeah, There's yeah, a yeah. moment
0: where she smiles where I was like,
3: oh, okay. well, the and satisfaction realize... of getting
0: to use all your gear. Uh-huh. You know? Right? <laughs> that's, that's the prepper dream, right? Like, you prepare because you're afraid, but then there's a little part of you
5: that hopes. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, and right. she says she's been praying every day for 40 years that he would escape yeah. so she would get her chance.
1: She's she's me going after a spider that I've seen (laughs) in the house. Like, no, I need to get him. I need to just get him because if I don't get him, like, when's the when's the next time I'm gonna find it? Well, it'll come back and bite you, literally. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I have a spider story for you guys for later. But yeah, carry on. <laughs> I'm also
2: curious about. I know Rachel and I have talked a little bit about this, but what were you, the crowds like in your theaters watching this?
1: Oh well, <laughs> I saw it on um, on a Friday at like six o'clock in the evening, which I thought would be really busy, but it wasn't very it wasn't very busy. But I I did see it in kind of an expensive cinema, so maybe that was it, or maybe people were waiting for a later like later in the evening. But mm-hmm. people were quiet and respectful, and which meant that it meant that you didn't get. The kind of nervous laughter and some of the funny bits, which I was a little disappointed by. Well, I have a pro tip for you. (laughs) If you
0: want to see a film in an extra dimension, (laughs) go to the Hayward Theatre on Saturday at 11 in the morning and you will get to experience a movie in... Spell over. Oh, no. oh, no, really? Because in my theater, every time a character smokes weed in a movie, uh, so does the audience. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it
0: really added a level of verisimilitude <laughs> that I didn't realize was factored into my ticket price. <laughs> That's hilarious. Also, there was like the squeakiest shoes on the planet. Whatever, uh, I know I'm a grown. But then there was like towards the end of the movie, people started getting chatty and Randy and I were very like,
3: <laughs> right
0: <laughs> you know but yeah. then much like jason bloom's article i was enraged when as we were leaving the theater another person came to the chatty person and said i really enjoyed your commentary it made the movie oh no. me. That? That? don't encourage that behavior <laughs> don't you dare <laughs> it made me feel like laurie strode yeah,
5: yeah. so i mm-hmm. took my niece and i really wanted to go like late at night to go see it but her and her friends were going to a haunted house. So we had to go like earlier in the afternoon and there weren't that many people in the theater, which was lucky and people weren't too loud and people like laughed and, and stuff at the funny moments. Um, but there was a group of like junior high age girls behind us that kept like running in and out of the theater oh, every no. like 15 oh, minutes, like hmm. laughing. Um, but it, I don't know. I mean, I was so enjoying the movie that it didn't affect me as much as it usually did. Cause okay. usually I want to like murder people that do that. Also, mm-hmm. there was a couple in the front row that had um, a dog with them. This, like, huge dog
0: that was laying <laughs> under their feet the whole movie. And
3: it was really cute. Uh,
0: that See, I'm into that. Yeah. Uh, dog I'll, I will be so forgiving of people's pets. I know? know. Yeah. I mean, I'll hate the, the dog people, but I well love the behaved, pet.
4: But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they I made sure to see our... it at, at like, him. 1 o'clock in the afternoon to
0: mm-hmm. make sure
4: that, like, it was pretty much just me and, like, a handful of other people. I
3: because... would
4: I saw it like that, enjoyed the hell out of it, saw it again oh, in a yeah. packed theater and the guy sitting in front of me spent the entire time on his phone on Tinder.
1: Oh. And it's no. like,
4: douchebag, if you're gonna do that, at least turn your screen brightness down. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: That reminds me of when we went to Work the World, which is a dra- like a big drag show, uh-huh. and the person next to us was like looking at like very dirty, like bondage
3: pictures on their phone.
0: I was like, you know, whatever, you know. But yeah. I was just like, this is a public forum, sir. You're not in the back row. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. others can see that. I'm uh, like, yep, that's a butthole. Okay. Having having done <laughs> having done shopping mall security,
4: you would be surprised. Oh, actually, you probably would in, probably make you cry. The number of people that go to a shopping mall to fuck or to jerk off. They uh, get in the back seat road. of their SUV and pop a DVD into their child uh, screen
2: uh head headrest <laughs> screens and sit in the back of their oh. SUV whacking off. Those screens are for just like finding Nemo. Also, right? <laughs>
3: like
2: you would think the screen would reject
3: it. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh there was <laughs> totally. there was
4: somebody for a while that when I, I'd get off work at like one o'clock in the morning and be driving down the road and they must have worked somewhere in that area, but they had porn that would run on their on their monitors so you'd drive up behind uh. them and sit there at a stoplight watching porn and through their vehicle Ooh, that's a while they're driving that's a person with a yeah. problem
0: right yeah. Yeah. yeah like if you can't even hit the a and p without like a little dp then you know like,
3: <laughs> maybe you need
0: to look at your life <laughs> Not to like porn shame people i'm just saying time
2: and place right right like you want the consent of everybody you
3: that's
0: you what you know what and it. that yeah
2: you know what? That's what it is. It's a consent issue. That's why
0: I did not consent to that commentary in the movie theater. <laughs> I did not fucking consent to those squeaky ass motherfuckers.
2: <laughs> you would have been so mad in our movie theater, not yes. because of audience participation, but because we saw it at um, like the historic Pretty Theater uh-huh. in Oakland, and uh, it's a beautiful old movie palace, and they've enclosed the upstairs balcony as its own theater. Oh. but the soundproofing is not amazing oh. and so we were downstairs so in the main in the, the like end scenes where it's silent and tense where everybody's where she's moving around the house they're showing a star is born I think <laughs> and there's like Lady Gaga is like ripping at home <laughs> Oh my God. In yeah. some song, and the whole movie theater was laughing. Like it was the tension release, unfortunately, because yeah. it was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was at the Grand Lake, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, we saw it on uh, Friday night so we could get the Mighty Wurlitzer, which uh-huh. is the organ I that comes that. out of the. Yeah, that in the Paramount Theater. I love what they do. In the yeah.
4: All I know is afterwards, so... I went and got some Vietnamese sandwiches.
2: <laughs> I know, that Needed did sound one. good.
0: Yeah, not but the Vietnamese really one. Though. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if you know this, but the bon me actually refers to the bread that it's on, <laughs> not the topic. <laughs> all right. Any other thoughts before we wrap it up? I enjoyed the hell out of it.
4: I I, I went in expecting, expecting a cross between Rob Zombie's Halloween and H2O, and
3: mm-hmm.
4: I was really surprised how well it, it, it came out definitely
0: Mm -hmm. it could have really been a bummer it was so hyped that, like it could have easily been a yeah Mm -hmm. all right so last topic (laughs) what do we think of the new franchise this as the new franchise and like excising the rest do we if we ignore everything else that has come after and just focus on these two films what do we think about the halloween franchise as a whole matilda
2: i like it and this correct like i said this corrected a lot of the things that I had a hard time with in the first one.
0: And you prefer it to the, the the other version? Like, the other version of the franchise?
2: The other version of the franchise? With, like, like all where movies. Where
0: it includes the thorn... Okay. She's shaking her head the hell to the knock. Yeah. All right? <laughs> Ariel, what do you think of this new franchise? I think this is
5: great. I mean, I like Halloween 2, and I like the third one also, but I'm totally on board for this. And if they want to continue it, like, I will watch every one, because I thought this was really entertaining.
0: Sarah...
4: What do you think? I have a fondness for Halloween 2 because it's the one I remember the the most seeing. But I mm-hmm. mean as far as as far as I'm okay with getting rid of all the crap with Thorn and all of that and getting rid of two if it means having a more realistic, tighter, non supernatural sequel. Yeah. Fair.
0: All right, Jody. How about you?
1: Um, yeah, same. I mean, I feel like uh, I if if there had been no other sequels apart from just Halloween One and Halloween Two, I would say that those were really strong. Uh, and I, I would worry that if this does continue, that it'll end up in the same way that yeah. the original franchise has. Yeah, I think if they uh, left, it, we,
5: left it here, like that yeah, would be great too.
1: Yeah. Exactly, and that's what made me worry about the fact that they drive off without confirming that he said mm-hmm. because it would be very easily, you know, Halloween, you know, three. Like you see the end of this movie and you see him walking out of the fire, yeah, you know, uh, walking out of the fire or something like that. Yeah, like doing a Daenerys Targaryen walking out. of the, uh, <laughs> of, of the building. I really hope and if like...
0: he does it, it has the same score under it.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All his clothes are burned off. But oh, and then, then he has a pumpkin butt, mask like we put on the Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that was great, by the way. Yeah. Um, but as it is, I, 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 I really like it, and um, I'm glad because even though I might have felt at the time that i was a little disappointed it still could have been like the hype was so much that it was never going to really live up to what i hoped it would be and it was a lot better than i than it could have been so overall i'm real pleased yeah Yeah. i love it this elevates this actually elevates the franchise
0: for me like it Mm -hmm. went from being one that i'm like i i respect but don't love to one that i really am into Mm -hmm. uh the bookend story of of lori and my and like at its core is the story of these two characters and the book like looking at them as like the bookends of the original attack mm-hmm. and then her resolving it is like such a fucking satisfying arc mm-hmm. like i i absolutely loved it i think i'm probably the one who liked it the best in the group which is funny because i think i like hollow the original <laughs> So, but like this is the franchise this franchise does all the things that i love in horror you know what i mean mm-hmm. good kills mm-hmm. great characters Strong female characters with an internal life, like interesting ideas about like gender dynamics. Like, I fucking loved it. It's mm-hmm. just so, so
5: satisfying, too. Like, it's you walk just out of it just so like, yes,
0: satisfying. But, yeah. yeah. Loved it. Okay. So let's wrap her up. Jody, now let's talk about our ZGBG. Take it on. Take it on. Oh, yeah, I mean, this has been quite
1: an erotic episode already, so Hello. far, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> I want the music from My Dad Wrote a Porno play over there. <laughs> um, so, for this ZGBG, uh, um, we're going to focus in on... K- well, we've called it Kinky Horror Movies. I don't know how you guys interpreted that. Uh, <laughs> That'll be fun to find out, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, some sexy, some erotic, some, I don't know, maybe pornographic, whatever you guys have picked, um... Yeah, let's get into our kinky sides and look at the kinky side of horror. Okay. Uh who are Me, like to me, pick me, 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 uh, me because I only have three. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, sort of.
0: Well yeah, h- h- how did you approach it first? Well, I tried to like I mean, I didn't want to just pick things where people had like leather outfits on. Like I tried to like pick things that had like a like um that were kinky, like that were like kind of subversively sexy. Yeah, I'm sure other people have better definitions, but I just kind of, like, what feels kinky as fuck to me mm-hmm. is what I picked. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're for different reasons. Uh, so the mm. first one I picked was Boxing Helena, oh, which is a one. movie that I saw way too young. <laughs> I was going to pick that, <laughs> and then I was like, well, that's not really a
4: horror film, so. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: I would say that it is qualifies as body horror. Yeah. Especially, like, I had just watched um, Twin Peaks. And I was like, I love Audrey Horn. She's my favorite. Oh my gosh, she has no legs. (laughs) She has no arms and lives in a box. I got no legs. I got no legs. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say that one, and like the where she's like being a voyeur watching Julian Sands like seduce a lady from her like little box, pretty fucking kinky. So Boxing Helena is my first pick. My second one Mm -hmm. is. The Cell, which I think I've recommended before. Mm -hmm. Right. And this one is, it's not as sexy, but it, like, it the way that it treats body modification and how that, like, factors into his psyche, the serial killer psyche, um, and, like, the aesthetics of, of Bondage, like, show up throughout, like, the thing where he's, like, dangling from the hook. Yes, or, or, like... I only saw
5: that movie mm-hmm. one time when
0: it was first in theaters, and I can still mm-hmm. picture that scene perfectly in my head because it's so, like, blah. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of, even though you're not seeing, like, straight up kink in the movie, mm-hmm. it's sort of like the, you see maybe, like, kink, un, like, psychological underpinnings.
3: Mm -hmm. And
0: like hints of it through aesthetic. Mm -hmm. So the cell was my second one. And then of course, this is why I went first. (laughs) I got it suckers is hellraiser the kinkiest oh, wow. movie of all time i knew that was gonna be taken i have yeah. such sights to show uh. you i mean this thing is not even fucking pretending to be other than the kinkiest bathhouse of a movie you've yeah. ever fucking seen yeah. and i
1: love it yeah, i saw that way too young as well yeah, yeah. i
5: saw it yeah. junior high with mm-hmm. my dad and oh Oh, didn't yeah? oh. know what it was going to be like other oh. than people were saying to watch it and got like part way through it and we're like oh my god oh my god i can't believe i'm watching this and my dad's sitting right <laughs> <Yeah. now.">
3: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> okay Whew. that was great glad i got that
3: out <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll go next okay who wants to go next, I'll go I'll next. Go next. Go two.
4: oh go for it all right so i've got uh from two thousand or 2006 depending on what country you were in feed which uh, has Alex O'Loughlin in it and uh, he plays a guy who is being watched by a detective because he's force-feeding well he's uh he's engaged in a in a feeder relationship so he he's with this woman and he feeds her and uh, for sexual arousal but unbeknownst
2: mm-hmm. to her, he
4: is also running a bet on when he's going to basically feed her to death.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah, that movie's. We just call that mukbang now, huh? So we just call that mukbang now. It's like a... we've we've taken a kink and just made it like a YouTube starlet, right? <laughs>
4: yeah. Well, at, at, that that one once you watch that that. Uh, this movie, you'll have a really hard time watching, uh, Hawaii Five-0. He's oh, just wow. creepy <laughs> as fuck in this movie. Okay. Um, number two is, it, depending on, on what country you're in, I guess, it, it's either called Death Game or Seducers. It's from 1977 and stars Sandra Locke. And, um, it basically starts off like a, uh, uh, Dear Penthouse letter, where a uh, car breaks down and this guy is home. This this businessman, his family's away, um, and it's the weekend of his birthday. And there's a, a bad storm, and these two young, you know, young girls come knocking on his door. Hey, Mister, our car broke down. You know, can you help us out? And it goes from, you know, it goes quickly from that to basically a hostage home invasion movie. And mm. the ending of it's pretty bizarre, um, so that's uh, one to check out. And then, okay, uh-huh. uh, I've mentioned this one before, Taxidermia.
3: Hmm, which
0: mm. I've seen that on some lists of like disturbing films.
4: Yeah, it's it's pretty disturbing, but it's it's uh, it, it follows a family of three generations. Each one of them has basically their own sort of fetish. They're the first in the line is—he's uh, into bestiality and like lighting his dick on fire and that kind of stuff. And then, yes, yeah, you do. Then the father, the the the, the, the middle guy is. Uh, hey, I have a friend who's lit his balls on fire twice, but that's a whole other story.
3: <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. <laughs>
0: You've met him. Least surprising thing I've heard today. You've met him. You've been
4: to his house.
0: Oh yeah, okay, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So then, like the uh, <laughs> the the second person in 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 line, the the father is uh, an ob is a speed eater, and so he's obsessed. He's oh, he's really obese, and he's obsessed with with food and. Then his son is an embalmer, and the end of it has a very – it looks almost erotic until, like, the last minute of it, and the scene that you're stuck in there, stuck with it, is pretty uh, disturbing. But, yeah, so those are my three. Awesome. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. Um, Ariel, you sound like you want
5: to (laughs) Um, Okay, well, so I picked uh, Hellraiser, obviously. Uh Uh-huh. Stupid Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so one of the other ones I chose was, um, uh, sorry, Love Object. Oh, yeah. Yes. John, why did I
0: not think of Which Love Object? It's an
5: amazing uh, little movie that not many people talk about. Rachel recommended it to me years and years ago. And it's so great. It's about um, oh, this, this guy who's, like, socially awkward. And then he gets one of those, like, real sex dolls and then creepy shit starts happening with the, the mm-hmm. sex doll. It's a great movie on its own, and then sort of has that subversive sexuality part to it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one I picked was Cat People. Um, oh, the original? Yeah. Well, I think both. Mm-hmm. Um, the original, well, it doesn't explicitly have any sex in it. I mean, it was made in 1940, so there's not a lot that they could do with that um, code and all, but uh, it definitely has that undertone of this this woman who has this um, the sexuality to her that's not being explored and it comes out and she you know you never actually see her in cat form but it's like alluded to the whole movie and then I think the remake um, was done in the early 80s and I saw it probably when I was in high school or something on TV so I don't remember it super well but I know in that one it's a lot more explicit and there's a lot more um, sex in it but I would really Recommend the uh, original nineteen forties one. It's a really good movie.
0: Mm. Second yeah, least shocking second. surprise of the thing I heard
5: today.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> and then uh, I just thought of one off the top of my head. This is a movie that I've talked about before because it um, affected me so much as like a really little kid. But the people Here under the stairs.
0: Yes, <laughs> I was wondering who was gonna call on that, I was
5: say
3: that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw it at a
5: friend's house when I was really little, and the. I mean, I'm, I've am i always been claustrophobic, so having people, like, in the walls really freaked me out. And then not understanding what the guy in the leather gimp suit was about um, <laughs> was really upsetting as a little mm-hmm. kid. And, like, him being in this mask uh, really, you know, hit on that claustrophobia feeling for me, too. And then there's some incest stuff with him and the sister. Um, so, yeah. I probably should watch that movie again as an adult.
0: Yeah, I wonder how that has aged. Yeah. Well, the... Um
4: the remake of Cat People has some insta- incest stuff going on in it. That's right, it does.
5: I only have a vague memory of, of that movie, so I don't know that I can recommend it. But
1: yeah. Cool, alright, last one, guys. Uh, Matilda,
2: what are yours? Um, so, I may have thought about this a little differently, so I was thinking less about kind of, like, um, erotic horror, and more mm. about, like, power dynamics. Oh, okay. that's an interesting text. Um, I like it, I like it. So, my... First one is uh, Silence of the Lambs mm, because mm, I feel mm. like the Clarice Hannibal Lecter struggle around who is interviewing who is a pretty mm-hmm. fucking kinky. Yeah, it is. Exchange. Mm. Yeah, it um, is. So that's my first one. Uh, my second one is Under the Skin, which we watched. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Podcast. I can't believe we didn't that. I, I love that movie. That. Yeah. And that, like the way that it. the the guys kind of, like, submit to this kind of, like, annihilation mm-hmm. And become her. gimp suits themselves. Yeah. yeah. I have, like, 15. Apparently, we're learning a little about me today. <laughs> <laughs> is- you did not
0: look distressed when I went first. I should have known. <laughs> uh,
2: God, what's the, what's the third one I want to... Hmm.
0: Well, don't forget you get honorable mentions. <laughs> oh, that's true. Um,
2: okay, so... I'll go with because this is on our shame hole list, and maybe some people might want to watch it. Uh, so, I'm, I'm gonna go with Hard Candy. Oh, maybe yeah. for the third. Ooh. Um, that yeah, that has um, some, <laughs> yeah. So, I'll say that was my third one. Then, yeah, I
1: that's a great
0: one.
2: one. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Matilda. You're the fucking best.
1: <laughs> I, I, I've got a long list as well of things that i thought would get picked before. well, so now well, I'm, well. I'm, I'm struggling to narrow it down as well now and i don't know mm-hmm. what angle i want to take i thought that would kind of answer my own question for me um i mean i had hellraiser obviously everybody did um i guess an, an early one that i saw uh, was species oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i, I, I kind of i haven't seen it for a long long time and i want to watch it in conjunction with um with under the skin uh, the idea of this kind of, like, alien seductress mm-hmm. uh, kind of going around. And uh, but in Species, it's, like, men that are after her before she can mate with a um, a human male, mm. I guess. So I I, I, I want to watch that now with my kind of, like, feminist zombie girl eyes and yeah. see, see how I feel about that. But I remember, like, that was always one of the movies that I'd be watching, and then my parents would walk in during the sex scene, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Like, <laughs> can you just wait? Oh, that's really annoying. Um... And uh, yeah, I had cat people as well, but I've only ever seen the original. I've never seen the remake, so maybe I need to watch that too. Um, I'll go, Witches is Eastwick for my next. Oh yeah. Oh nice! One. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. Kind of solidified my crush on Jack Nicholson mm. pretty early on in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would just really like that line where he says to uh, to share. Um, she says, are you, are, you, are you trying to seduce me? And he says, well, I, I would never insult your intelligence with something as trivial seduction, but I would like to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell, Jack. Okay.
4: <laughs> Direct to the point. I and mean, my... women appreciate that. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> and, um, oh, what's my third one going to be? This is uh, a, a pretty late edition is, um, PIN yeah
0: yeah, I don't think yeah. Ever that. and that's I another either. like after you watch it you're like i feel so dirty <laughs>
1: yeah yeah because this is one uh, i can't remember who recommended it the first Rachel. whether it's probably or me yeah <laughs> and uh yeah i don't really know what to say but i'm just watching it going okay when's the daughter gonna fuck pin right so do you guys yeah. know
0: what this is about no
1: I yeah mean, i i, I you and i've talked about it before
0: rachel it's an anatomically correct it. medical doll, oh, yeah, that may or
1: may not be a murderer, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, Because a... it starts off as um is the if I remember rightly the the dad's a doctor, and he kind of uses pin as a kind of like to teach his kids about various things, and like, oh well, what what does pin think, maybe pin can give you some advice and and then Ooh. mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, is it a good? So thing? We should do a love
0: object pen oh, yeah. episode yeah. at some yeah. point.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, pin is a rough watch though.
1: <gasps>
3: yeah, but I, the thing is,
0: <laughs> the upside is you get to make other people watch it. True, true. So <laughs> true.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, did anyone else have some honorable mentions? It sounds like Mattel's got a few. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few. What were yours, Jodie? So I had uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I felt like that was a pretty obvious one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had uh, The Love Witch as another recent one, uh-huh. but I, I feel like I need to watch it again before I really decide how I feel about that. But um, I just remember feeling that that was pretty refreshing in terms of just female character expressing her sexuality without any kind of like shame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and possession. Oh little... yeah, mm. that one. Watch that one again with your feminist lens. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And um, Black Swan was my last one. That was on my list too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could just yeah, what else you could you just have? say Aronofsky. I
2: mean, like right. right. Yeah. But I feel like that's the kinkiest <laughs> yeah, one for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. What else? What else did you have? Uh, I also had Raw. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. There. Um. Yeah. I didn't even think about the cannibalism aspect. Or even just the, like, awakened desire aspect around meat. Yeah. Yeah,
1: like the, the, the lust for flesh. All the food in, stuff yeah. in different ways. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, this is off genre, but I swear to God is the kinkiest shit I ever saw as a kid, is Flash Gordon. Oh. Yeah, that's another bathhouse of a fucking When, movie. like, Ming's daughter has yeah. him pinned down on that table, I was like having feelings <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> also out of genre but kinkiest shit you'll ever see uh, there's a movie called A Dangerous Method that
3: you ever seen? No. that's
2: the spanking Freud movie right that's the yeah Michael Fassbender is Carl Young and oh, okay. Viggo Hortensen mm-hmm. is Freud yeah. and Keira Knightley is, is the kinky patient yeah I
1: haven't gotten around to it yet
2: yeah that's a kinky
1: movie Yeah. Um,
2: okay. had American Mary yeah. Oh here. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean there's definitely some fetishy stuff around when she's got the boxing Elena dude. Yeah. All pierced yep. up. Yep, yeah.
2: Yep. Um, right, and kind of like her own sadism around mm-hmm. Well then
3: That's you know that
4: how did well, I miss that one? Well then you have the uh the woman who wants to be a doll because she's yes. you know mm. because she's basically hiding her sexuality and her husband who loses his shit because his, you know, his his his, his he can't play with his favorite toy anymore.
3: Ugh. mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I yep. love the saska sisters they're fucking weirdos mm-hmm. yeah i'm so into. i them. feel like
2: they're pretty in this the, the all of it could make the list you know yeah what I mean? like that's a there. good point yeah um and my final one was i may have talked about this on the podcast before but i think uh the kinkiest shit i ever besides flash gordon when i was a kid did anybody does anybody else remember the judy bloom book deanie that was
0: very seminal for you. <laughs> like that
2: was that was the vaguely, yeah. so. Dini is about a girl who has scoliosis and has to be in this like brace. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a whole scene where she goes to the doctor's office and she has to. She's exposed to these two male doctors because they have to put the plaster around her and she has to like hang, hold on to this bar on the ceiling while they wrap her. Oh wow! I'm telling you, this one <laughs> is. Super kinky. This is some young adult bondage. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah. Then she goes to a dance, and there's a lot of like feeling, furtive feeling up under the brace. Anyway. Ah. So nobody said crash. I know. I was. I was Ah. figuring people would say crash. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought about
4: crash, but I was like, that's not a. That's not a. uh, You know, I've never seen it. That's not
1: necessarily a horror horror movie. I mean, it's
4: Cronenberg,
0: so like,
1: (laughs) yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, like, we didn't talk about Rabbit or Shivers. Right. Although, like,
0: yeah. yeah. All right, so what were your honorable mentions, Jodes?
1: Uh I think I've done them already. Mm-hmm. Um, although now that I'm thinking about it, uh, The Shape of Water. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, anybody else have any more?
0: Oh, nope. nope. I got my three out already. Yep. <laughs> oh. Did Sarah, you th-
1: n- Necromantic one and two. Sure, why not? <laughs> it's not a zombie girls episode unless we mention that. Yeah, we gotta yeah. we gotta get the corpse fucking in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Jody, did Achieve you see someone
2: left. referred to uh, someone on Twitter referred to The Shape of Water as grinding Nemo? <laughs> 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 Amazing! That was Amazing. great. Thanks. One of my favorite
1: things last year. Awesome. Cool. Some good recommendations, nice. and I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's a bunch that we've missed. I, I forgot to get this out on the Facebook page um, ahead of time uh, this time, but uh, yeah, let's know if there's any that we miss, and like, what super obvious ones are we missing? Listeners, get in touch, tell us. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. All right, cool. So
0: let me—I guess it just leaves our Netflix streaming. Uh, I will say uh, we would love to hear from listeners. We haven't heard. We haven't gotten any feedback in a while, but I would love to hear from some people. If they want to get in touch with us, there's lots of ways you can do that. You can email us at rachel at zombiegirls.com. You can hit us up on the Facebook, which we're all pretty active on these days. Yeah. Very proud of all of us, (laughs) like getting on there, taking some of the heavy lifting off our old (laughs) Sarah's shoulders. But also, I feel like the more we engage on there, the more people engage back, and it's Mm -hmm. been really fun. Um, we've got our, our, we've been recommending movies every day to get you into the holiday spirit on there. So if you're like, if you're doing your 30 days of horror movies, maybe some of these can get added to your list so that you can get all Sam Haney up in here.
3: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: so definitely find us on the Facebook and if you're enjoying the show, review us on iTunes. Um, okay. So every episode I do a Netflix pick. Well, we're going to do a little switch up change up here. This is actually... Partially because of the Jason Blum interview.
3: Okay.
0: And like realizing, like whenever I pick a streaming pick, I just pick something that I liked. But I want to make some changes to this. I mean, we're 10 years in. I feel like it's, I'm allowed, right? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) The things have changed. So my approach to this is going to change a little bit. Instead of it being a Netflix pick, it's now going to be a streaming pick. So I'm going to pick things from Prime. I'm going to pick things from Shudder. Basically, all of the streaming things. I don't personally have Hulu, but maybe Hulu at some point. Mm-hmm. So these won't just be Netflix moving forward. The other thing is, is I'm, I won't always do this. Like if there's something I'm really excited about that isn't, um, I, I will still recommend it. But I'm gonna try to start elevating more like films that are directed by women. Um, okay. Because like, how am I bitching about Jason Blum? And I'm not using my teeny tiny little platform to elevate some women directors, right? So um I, again sometimes I will pick I'm just going to pick things I like but I'm going to if there if I'm going between two things I'm going to talk about the the one directed by a woman. So that is my what? plan moving forward. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, I'm going to I am selecting a little film called uh from Shutter this time. You can find this movie on Shutter. Uh it's called Summer of 84. Have any of you guys seen this? No, I've
5: been wanting to no. watch it, though. It's on my list.
0: So. I talked about this once in my What You've Been Watching. So I've talked about it on the show, so I don't need to go super in-depth with my feelings. But here is the synopsis. Um, it's, summer, it's the summer of 1984, the perfect time to be 15 years old and free. But when a neighborhood conspiracy theorist, Davey Armstrong, begins to suspect that the police officer neighbor, his police officer neighbor might be a serial killer all over the local news, he and his three best friends begin an investigation That soon turns dangerous. So this is directed by Anouk Wassell, Francois Simard, and Johann Carl Wassell. And they they are the trio that also directed Turbo Kid, which is another great freaking movie. It might even be on Netflix. If you haven't seen Turbo Kid, it is great. But so is this. Now, Turbo Kid is extremely stylized. Whereas this, you can feel some of that sensibility but it is definitely going for like 80s nostalgia in a way that is not like hey we're 80s we're 80s like it actually is trying to capture the the realistic like a real a movie that has been plucked out of the 80s mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not like you know it's, it's going for like real nostalgia not like nostalgia nostalgia mm-hmm. you yeah. know what I mean yeah. like mm-hmm. as much as I love mm-hmm. Stranger Things and I will not hear a word against it like it is very much like a modern thing that is like like, look at the nostalgia. Whereas, like, uh, if you go back and watch The House of the Devil, like, this is a movie that you could have got on VHS, yeah, right, yeah. So yeah. it's definitely more in that category. Um, it's and if you were someone who grew up watching those movies as a kid, and you feel like the loss of that kind of movie existing today, like, mm-hmm. this is very much a throwback to that. So I highly recommend Summer of '84. It is, it's, it's a great movie. It's. Like I wouldn't say it's a kids' movie, like because it definitely goes some dark places, but it it captures a lot of that magic of those kind of like kids in the summer in danger, where the the absentee parents kind of mm-hmm. vibe. So I would recommend Summer of '84. Cool. cool, sounds good. All right, anything else okay. before we wrap up? No, doesn't no. sound no. All
1: right, Joni. you know what to do. Oh, thanks for listening to our Halloween special, you guys. Happy Halloween! And, um, yeah, let us know what you're watching for Halloween and what your plans are. We'd love to hear from you. Take it easy. Listen to us next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: So, where was I? Oh, yeah, you had been sharded on. Yeah. I had been sharded on congratulations welcome sister
2: yeah it was yeah. like baptized in a very gentle way i feel like it wasn't like, <laughs> you got, the, you got yeah, really no a, full shrapnel you it got was a full bad. shotgun yeah. the first time yeah yeah,
5: yeah 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 um on christmas morning last year my mom i picked up my mom's dog and i got uh anal glands sprayed in my hair
3: <laughs> welcome sister <laughs> yeah it was pretty, pretty disgusting and also yep.
5: really hard to get out of your hair. If you can only use unscented products, so I ended up having to like wash Ooh. my hair like six times and oh, Hard, harder yeah, than the so skunkers. Yes, surprisingly,
0: because maybe I you needed to throw some fucking ragu in your Pro- hair. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> oh, nice.
0: Satanists are present. <laughs> oh,
1: my sacrifice worked. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
3: this